Uh, please help us out. Smash the thumbs up. Share this if you can. Very, very important. Um, one of the most important things I want to remind everyone of is to go to HankStrange.com. Sign up for our email list. Um, that is the place where you can find out everything that you need to know about us all in one location. Also, while you're over there, you'll find stickers and patches. What am I saying? Not stickers, but patches. You will find the patches. If you buy the patches, either one of them or both of them, Lola will actually send you some stickers. So that's what I was talking about. We got a bunch of these gun vote stickers right here. We got from the NSSF. You know, funny story. A dude came over to the house to uh, give us a quote on doing some work, and the dude tried to give me gun vote stickers. No. <laughs> And I was nice. like, oh, uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, I have a lot of those. But I appreciate you supporting the Second Amendment. So um, that's what's going on with that. Please go do that. Like I said, uh, smash the thumbs ups if you're out there. Share this if you can. Um, let's see here. Very, very important. We're still being ghosted. We're still being ghosted. Big shout out to Franklin Armory. I am going to press the button. I think Tony's there, but his camera's off. I'm going to press the button. Welcome back. To the Hank Strange situation. Bam! Lifestyle Make sure you subscribe, smash the thumbs ups, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. It is Monday. It's kind of, uh, it's not really free for all Monday, even though it's Monday, but it is kind of really free for all Monday. But Walter and Babyface are not here. Uh, Walter had uh, some augmentation surgery to, uh, you know, the Keller business, the Keller business end. That we're not supposed to talk about, I guess. No, he didn't. Let me not even... Wait, hold on a second. Let me just rewind that. Because <laughs> if Walter is watching, I'm about to get in big trouble. But Walter is off. So is Babyface. Uh, is it Babyface's anniversary, Lola? Yeah, happy anniversary to Babyface and Marley out there. You guys need to go subscribe to Babyface P's channel and check it out. So we're kind of like not calling this really free for all Monday. But it is... And joining me, I've got two, uh, let me, well, let me do it this way. First of all, it's episode 662. I believe I got that right, or is it, the, did I have the wrong number, Lola? I don't know. Lola will check and verify if it's 662. I don't even know. This is how, this the is title how. title says 662. The title says that. It might not be right. We'll have Lola check it. But uh, as guests, we have on uh, and talking about the 2A rally virtual event that happened, we do have, boom, there he goes, Tony Simon, the man, the myth, the mountain. <laughs> He's joining us. <laughs> what's up, Tony? Hey, what's up, man? Glad to be on. Miss you guys. Miss seeing everyone uh, at different industry events. But it's good we can still get together virtually, just Absolutely. like the 2A rally was. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's true. And then also joining us, Rolando, the Puerto Rican Pistolero. What's up, Rolando? How's, How's it going, going everybody? Good to be here. Yes. Uh, good to have you guys here. So both of these gentlemen were at the were, were at the uh, virtual 2A. That thing was totally virtual, right? Yes. Yeah. Totally virtual. Yes. And if you missed it, it was Saturday. And I think it, did it, it started at 4. Did it start at 4? Yes. Yeah, yes. 4 Eastern. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it started at 4. And I will run in if, you're, if anyone's out there and they're looking specifically for that because you missed it, uh, which even though we shared it with you and all that kind of stuff, we shared it with you. If you want to find it, here it goes. I'll run this in. Uh, basically, uh, 
Second, with the number two, 2ndamendmentrally.com. That's the page. You can go there, and right in front of the page, you will see, you can start playing that video that's about, um, I don't know, close to four hours long. And mm-hmm. you guys could go through that and see all the people, and you could share that video and do all that kind of good stuff. If you haven't already seen it, please do that and help out with that situation. Tony and Roland, uh, you know, Latino, locked and loaded, you guys were there, as well as uh, Tony. <laughs> Puerto Rican Pistolero. <laughs> oh, it was just you? No, no, no. Locked and loaded Latinos. Yeah, locked and loaded Latinos, right? <laughs> no, you, you, you. I'm getting it wrong. <laughs> you, you created a new one, Latino locked and loaded. Oh, I said. <laughs> 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 Whatever. It's Monday. It's Monday. Oh, it's, it's it's real bad. It's too, it's it's real too bad. early for this. Yeah, way too many things going on. I don't know if it's too early or too late. But anyway, so we're going to talk about that. Tell us first who wants to. I don't know who wants to jump in there. Um, tell us about it. Go, go for it, Tony. Yeah, I saw Tony was there. I, I saw you. I caught you live. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Um, <clears throat> the Second Amendment rally is uh, 30 speakers, uh, plus our host, uh, Rob Pincus, Cheryl Todd, Chris Chang from Top Shot. They were on there as hosts. They bounced back and forth, and uh, they had some really good speakers. Um it couldn't be done live because somehow uh, our rally couldn't have more than 50 people, but they could have other rallies the very same weekend. But that's neither here nor there. We pulled it off and we have a lot of people that watch the thing. Um, and everybody was speaking about different aspects of the Second Amendment and what they thought about it. They didn't really give us a direction to go in. Just do you. And um, I thought I should talk about what I actually do, which is introduce people to um, the Second Amendment, two firearms, and two actual 2A advocacy groups. And I try to get people to become advocates. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is really important about this rally, is that a lot of people want to know how they can get involved or should they get involved, or maybe they're afraid to get involved. So when you have 30 different people from multiple backgrounds, black, Latino, gay, I don't even know. All over the country, really too, right? I well, mean, you're, yeah. you're it's representing all over the for Jersey. Uh, you, I mean, I think you represent for the whole country, but you do a lot yeah. of work for Jersey specifically. But it's it's a little annoying because I have to play identity politics and try to name whatever category everyone oh. fits into. <laughs> How's this? Human beings that care about their freedoms and yours, and also mm-hmm. a freedom that protects you and your lives and people who aren't even born yet. This is for future generations. Mm-hmm. You think it's bad now. The world swings on a pendulum, and us fighting for the Second Amendment might further on either stop something or slow something down that could be tragic and end this country as we know it. And I think that's what a lot of us have to get straight, and that's why I hope a lot of people were motivated and will be motivated by watching this rally. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. PRP. See, I got it right. Yep. Yeah, you got it. You got it this yeah, time. I'm just appreciating it now. <laughs> uh, what's what was your take on the on um, on the whole thing? Oh, I yeah, did, I thought. It did was you great. just watch your part? Did you just go listen? I'm just gonna watch me. No, 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 <laughs> no. We were there. Uh, we were there the whole time. So Joe and I watched it uh, start to finish. Uh, we broke out some uh, adult beverages and we sat back and relaxed. <laughs> nice. And uh, had a good time of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're in the chat. So the great thing is if you watch their original feed, you'll also get to see the chat. So you'll get to see the shenanigans that we're up to. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's so. chat? 
<laughs> the the uh the live chat of the uh actual two a round. Oh okay. Oh, I, I thought yeah. you meant the uh the me- uh, messenger. No, 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 no. Oh, that must have been a totally separate thing. Yeah, I saw the no. chat that was going on, but it was so busy. Like I was like, hey, hey, everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was yeah, it was just there were a lot of people in there talking at the same time. I know when I was yeah. looking at it, it was like over three hundred people commenting mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was about 80 people in Facebook. I, I mm-hmm. checked, I dropped in for that for a minute to check it out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the entire time I was hoping and praying that I wouldn't actually have to go behind Kevin Dixie or Maj. I was like, oh, please don't, please don't. <laughs> please don't put me behind either one of those dudes. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the list. I'll probably put that up tomorrow. And I'm sure you can go to 2A Rally on IG and see they have the, the speakers list in the order we were all in. Okay. So. Yeah. Or people like, could just skip you could just skip through it and look at your favorites. No, don't yep. do that. Look at the whole <laughs> thing. Look at the whole. Kevin Dixie want. was early. I'm skipping through it right now. It was the, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking I'm skipping through the thing. Just so I could see who was there. So yeah, Kevin Dixie, he was early somewhere in there. Let me see. For people who want to know, he was around the what, like the eight, seven, eight minute mark. Yeah, there he goes. Yeah, real early. Mm-hmm. He was he was uh, I guess the real first because Dana yeah. Lash kind of accidentally was supposed to be the opening. Right. Uh, I guess okay. you could say the opening speaker, mm-hmm. or give the opening comments, but they kind of yeah. uh, started that, and then they had the MCs talk for a bit, and then KD oh, cool. was the. Now, if you notice in the background of KD, see, it doesn't look like uh, doesn't look like Atlanta, mm-hmm. in KD's background. <laughs> That was actually New Mexico at the Whittington Center, the NRA's Whittington Center, and I was somewhere around there when he mm-hmm. was when he was uh, when he was doing that because we were um, we were at the uh, what is it the Lucid Ballistic Optics Summit when he did that. So okay, he was early, Tony. He was early. You don't have to. The greatest thing in the world would have been if Hank would have ran behind Kevin just just right across the screen <laughs> wearing like a horse head oh, and right. just no mention, yeah. no nothing, just yeah. run right by. So you want to see me get my butt kicked. That <laughs> <laughs> would have been perfect. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um I see the Pew Pew Jew was on there. He was on the podcast too. Let me yes. run this in for the people. Boom. Mm-hmm. Pew Pew Jew. There he goes. Um, he was on there also. Um, you said there's a, who was it? I think Tony, you said there's a list, right? If everyone wants to know, like, who yeah, there was on. a list, uh, uh, 2A rally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2A rally on IG. They had the list. Um, so it was pretty cool. I'm at, I'm after yeah. Alan Gottlieb. You're after, okay. That's not bad. Rhonda Mary so was there. Me, Hold yeah. on. Let's click put me off to a legend. That was great. Yeah, uh, I'll throw in. Here's Rhonda Mary. She was there also. Mm-hmm. Rhonda Mary was uh, was on there. I'm just I'm just throwing in throwing up so that the folks who are watching right now, if you get, I saw people saying that they did watch it. Some people said they watched the whole thing. Some mm-hmm. people just watched part of it. Like you know, it's all I, good. I thought it went quickly, mm-hmm. and I thought it was well done um, because I, I also spoke at the gun rights policy conference earlier uh, mm-hmm. this year. What was it? September. Mm-hmm. And um, they had a few technical difficulty difficulties, but I mean, it is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. it's technology. Mm-hmm. Stuff happens, mm-hmm. and 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 a lot of people go, "Well, it wasn't perfect." I'm like, "Look, dude, live broadcasting and trying to get keep that many balls in the air." Right. Yeah. I mean, I can only keep two in the air at a time. 
that goes there goes Tony Simon. <laughs> Let's see, Tony, you came on around what time? I'm thinking you came on, like you said, right after Alan Gottlieb, about one forty four ish. One forty four ish into it. Yeah, I never looked. Yeah. I um, didn't recognize because Lola's like, I don't know who this guy is. Not you, Alan Gottlieb. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know who that is either. And then I saw you. I was like, that's Tony Simon. <laughs> so there you go. I'm sure I'm not the only person who was doing that. So no. I don't think I don't think I've ever met Alan Gottlieb. So what is he? Um, he's what organization is he? Second Amendment, Second Amendment Foundation. Second Amendment Foundation. Mm-hmm. Boom. There you go. All right. When you absolutely positively have to sue a state overnight, Alan Gottlieb in the second foundation <laughs> comes through. Yeah, cool, mm-hmm. cool. I've heard of him. I've heard of him. But, mm-hmm. you know, you can't – I don't think I could put, like, every face, uh, you know, put a face to every name. Let's see. I'm, I'm – oh, John Crump. I saw this. Yep. Crumpy was, Crumpy was there. there. Let's see. Mm-hmm. There, there, there he was. Cut in there. Go shout out to Crump. Um, You know. Crump is still, by the way, I spoke to Crump today. I shot a video with him today. Still oh, breaking cool. news on the ATF. <laughs> Crump, oh, Crump is still got, he's still got document dumps from the ATF, man. I, I don't know. I think he could run out. Uh, he could go to like 2030 with those document dumps. Oh, man. So, yeah, we've got, I, I'm not sure when we're turning that on. Probably sometime tomorrow. Um, on that, let's see who else here. Um, Aaron Paulette, I know. I don't know if yes. you guys know Aaron Paulette. Mm-hmm. I do know Aaron Paulette. She was also there, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see who else. Uh, I'm trying. I don't see Maj. I don't see Maj, Tony. Uh, he was Maj towards the end. Was yeah. he? Oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Was Maj the closer? <laughs> Is that what was happening there? He was no, close no. to being a closer. But, yeah, uh, he was close. Oh, he was uh, okay. He was close to the closer. He was okay. in the uh, he was in the two uh, the two ray bus. The two ray bus. <laughs> oh, of course, right. Yeah. The tour bus. And, and it did it. Yeah. It, it. Let's see. Here is uh, Pete Brownell. Yep. Pete Brownell was uh, coming in there. There you go. Um, all right. We've also had Pete Brownell on the show, mm-hmm. on the podcast here. Uh, if I missed anyone, oh wait a second, I recognize this guy, Argo J. Yep. There's our good. Never J. heard of her. Never uh, heard of her. Who's she? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Argo J. That is not me. <laughs> that's Tony. <laughs> uh, that's Tony that did that one, but I totally agree with him. I don't know. <laughs> Argo uh, and I were messing around in the uh, internal chat. Uh, oh. That was. Oh, we were making memes of each other and sending them back and forth. <laughs> hey, oh, here's Eric. There's there goes Eric of IB eighty eight eighty eight. There you go. Awesome, awesome. A wall of guns behind him too, man. Oh, that's something you can look at and check out. What's behind everyone? Like, like, yeah. what did they have set up? Yeah. So. Were you were you guys thinking about that when you were making your stuff? Like, did you think, oh, I'm gonna, I want to have the most ball of background? <laughs> I, I I actually <laughs> set you, up my guns in the back. Uh-huh. Oh, you did set up your guns in the back. Okay, because Rolando's like, what? <laughs> no, we just wanted to make sure that we could actually find a place where we could both be together, since we had to do it oh, okay. uh, together, and it didn't look like totally plain. So we just used the same spot that we have behind me here. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
Right now, I'm going to give the biggest ball of background to Eric, though. Sorry. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Oh. But Chris Chang's, if you're talking about where you want to party, Chris Chang's was the best place to party. Wait, where, where was his thing? Hold on. Was Chris Chang just on there by himself? Because I see him. He was an MC. In. Yeah, he's an MC. He was one of yeah. the MCs. I'm going to go back here to Chris Chang. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, check that out. He's got the liquor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got the oh, liquor yeah. behind him. Uh, mm-hmm. Much more. Yeah. And he's got, no, he's got some guns. Yep. Uh-huh. He's got some guns on. He's got some guns. He's got a shotgun. Looks like an AR over there. Some pistols. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That was cool. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna have to actually build a dedicated studio yeah, and man. actually. <laughs> don't let those guys. Don't. Don't let these guys. Uh. Okay. So here's here is here's Maj. Let me see. There he goes. Maj's oh. was tip was very Maj. Yeah. Oh, Maj was driving, of course. <laughs> No, was he actually driving? Well, he's in the he's in the RV. I could tell he's. I'm in guessing the RV. he was parked somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. he and he looks like he sparked up a spliff or something, but I'm not sure. Dude, he so looked like he sparked one up. I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay, well, that that's yeah. something different. <laughs> <laughs> who clo- so who closed out everything here? Let's see. Uh, Captain Sergeant. Yeah, Captain Peterson. Sergeant. Peterson. Oh, Captain Sergeant Peterson. He was actually mm-hmm. on the show on Thursday talking about this so yep. for anyone who watched the show on thursday here was our guest uh, captain sergeant peterson with that oh check oh no i'm sorry he won the baller status is that a picture behind him or a real fighter Joe? Oh, he was there oh no so yeah okay we're never gonna hear the end of that one we're never gonna hear the end of that one he outballed everybody <laughs> I, I can't, so seriously what? you got to give that award to him yep <laughs> he had a freaking yeah, fighter jet. Yeah, I actually had uh, breakfast with him last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was um, Jera, myself, okay, uh, Kevin, Iraqi veteran, mm-hmm. uh, the guy from Ballistic Inc., okay. and and Captain Peterson, Captain oh, Sergeant. Okay. So we, we all sat around. It was hilarious because uh, it was right down the street from the Capitol building. Okay. <laughs> and, and we're all we're all in there, and we went in for breakfast. And I swear we stayed until lunch. Like it was just us. We had a corner table, uh, hotel hotel restaurant, and I learned a lot about these guys. You know what I mean? I mean that's the awesome part. Mm-hmm. Like I had two great breakfast that that weekend, and it had nothing to do with the food. It had nothing to do with the food, mm-hmm. and. I, I came away with uh, friends, um, advocates, and um, people that understand. Mm-hmm. Just owning a gun is good, and voting is good, but advocating is really, really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, because your vote only counts as much as the next guy's vote, or the dead people that are going to vote, you know. Against your gun rights, depending <laughs> on where, if you're in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. So you're really gonna have to advocate for your freedoms. Now, if you do it now, great. If you do it later, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said in my speech, the time between me buying my first gun and me started advocating, it's 20 years. Mm-hmm. Now, in that 20 years, I've regretted that I didn't jump in and start fighting then, mm-hmm. even if I knew. My person by myself, we were still going to lose every fight we lost. Mm-hmm. I still wanted to be in that fight because just because you're in a fight and not going to win doesn't mean you shouldn't fight. Mm-hmm. True. 
Well, so, I live in so like, why do you, you know, I'm what? not trying, not, not, I didn't want to cut you off there, but I'm curious, I, like, why do you, why do you regret it, or why do you think it took you so long? Were you busy, like, living life? You had other stuff going on? What was the reason, you think? Everything, I mean, dude, I was, uh, when I bought my first gun, I just got out of the Corps. Mm-hmm. I just got out of the Marine Corps, and it was like, all right, what's the civilian life about? Um, moved to Jersey for the first time. And, you know, uh, I got here. I worked for my family's business. We had to get it established. We had we were working seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And we were in New Brunswick. So I got Rutgers. So I got a job and I got to hook up with chicks, bro. I didn't have time for advocacy. <laughs> I mean, it oh, was okay. just the, the, <laughs> <laughs> um, the things I'm sure uh, Marine dudes getting out. <laughs> yeah. The things that are important to those guys. Yeah, I'm like, I got out, I had my DD-214, I stepped out into uh, New Brunswick, right on to uh, George Street, dropped that line from Blazing Saddles, hey, where the white woman at? And it was just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're not laughing, then you never saw that movie. <laughs> and also, you don't know, Tony's completely, that's complete truth. <laughs> but um, um, I didn't do it, uh, and then... It was, my whole thing was surplus. I love surplus guns. So okay. none of these laws affected me until I realized how crime-ridden Jersey was. My regular job is a locksmith. And if you talk about the rules of stupid places, stupid times, and stupid people, well, that's pretty much my job description. Mm-hmm. Um, break-ins, uh, domestic disputes, and 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 lockouts so you you were like walking into not I'm, I'm not trying to say all the time but probably like a fair amount you were walking into some domestics type situations right guaranteed in the summer month once a week i'm walking into a domestic situation wow. guaranteed in the summer months twice a month i was going into a break-in mm-hmm. um and, and i mean you could almost set your clock by it so yeah and and the break-ins were the worst and it's mm-hmm. like what are you going to do because <laughs> People go, you know, New York City, and that's pretty much where they stop when they talk about a crime-ridden area. They might mm-hmm. know some names, but almost everyone's heard of Camden, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone has heard of Newark, New Jersey. Newark, yeah, I live not far from Newark. People heard from Jersey City. Mm-hmm. I'm like, these were all places, and then you throw in Irvington, and then you throw in oh, Patterson. Irvington, oh my goodness, yeah. So now yeah. I have that many places in the state this small that I'm doing business in. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how do I get a carry permit? And that's when I first realized, exact secondly, mm-hmm. realized how jacked up the state were because they were like, it's not going to happen. They have 1,500 carry permits in the state. Yeah. And, and this is the decision I had to make. And I think it all accumulated into me becoming an advocate because I'd gotten sick of it. When you have to choose whether you're willing to do four years in jail if you get caught carrying a gun or die not carrying one. Mm-hmm. When you, you you have to make that choice, mm-hmm. and I looked at it, I was like, well, I'm 24. I'll get out by 28. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And I, I strapped up. But now, you know, man, I'm about to turn 50 this year, man. Four years in jail with that medicine in that place? <laughs> <laughs> Night, Night, Train no says, Night Train says, don't forget about Trenton. You know what's uh, Trenton, New Jersey? Yeah, uh, Trenton. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, it, that's, yeah, there's, yeah, Jersey's got a lot of places like that. Um, yeah, that you know what I understand exactly what you're saying there. Um, 
you would think that Jersey it should be better than New York in terms of easier access. And I think in some ways it is in terms of what you could do. It's more difficult probably in New York. But New yeah. Jersey is still really difficult. And it's one of the reasons why I moved from there. Both my kids are born in Jersey. Um, and, and then we moved out of there. And I moved to Florida because I realized, hey, this isn't, a, this isn't such a hassle in Florida. I can't stay in this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Jersey does not have a second amendment in the state mm-hmm. constitution. Mm-hmm. You can only own a firearm in New Jersey based on exemptions. Mm-hmm. If you pass the background check, if you have two people as um, where, what do you call them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, references. If you have references, if your chief of police approve, mm-hmm. uh, then you can only get get one handgun a month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, they play the ever-shrinking magazine game. Mm-hmm. So for the assault weapon ban, even past uh, nationwide, mm-hmm. uh, they had 15 rounds here. Mm-hmm. Now, I fought against the 10-round magazine limitation. I did everything I could to get people out, and uh, we still lost. Uh, and that became law. December of last year, I think, if I remember, or the year before, I forget. I was in the middle of a Rob Pekas class when all of a sudden the mags that I had. Crazy, were, yeah. 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 <clears throat> right. And it was like, this is how ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was coming. But the minute December 10th came, mm-hmm. my 15 round magazines were not only illegal for me to possess, they were illegal for me to throw away, they were illegal for me to turn over to the police, they had to somehow disappear. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like, wait a minute, I can't throw it away, I can't give it to the police and drop mm-hmm. it off at the police station, and it's illegal for me to possess. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, they made up the arbitrary number of 10. Mm-hmm. Now, people don't get it, the next number is 7, because that's what New York did during their safe act that they pass at two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. So this is why it's important to get involved in advocacy because you cannot trust politicians to listen to you or, or even change their minds. Mm -hmm. So get into it and fight in places like Jersey, New York, California, Maryland, in those places behind the iron curtain, because that way it doesn't spread because you see it it happen in Florida. You're seeing it happen in uh, Nevada, Arizona. They're coming for you on a state basis. And if you think you're free state, is going to stay that way without you doing anything? Mm-hmm. It's not. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. If you look at these organizations that are out there uh, fighting against the Second Amendment and the kind of money and or, uh, like true organizational powers that they have, they're actually they're not messing around. They're coming for everywhere. Um, you know, so <laughs> you're not really safe anywhere. We're not safe. Uh, you know, Rolando and I are in Florida, and this used to be the gunshine state, and we've already slipped back. Yep. And there's still people out there, uh, you know, trying trying to get their hooks in more. Before I get off New Jersey, everyone's talking about New Jersey, Trenton, blah, blah, blah. We lived it like I personally lived in Linden. I lived in uh, Roselle, New Jersey, which is not far from um, uh, what was it that you said? Uh, no, uh, not Irvington. Newark. Yeah, yeah Irvington, Irvington. Yeah, not yep. far from Irvington. Um, I actually knew the uh, Outsiders. I don't know if you're into old school hip hop, but uh, the Outsiders are a rap group that's uh, from Irvington, and I Shit. knew those guys. Yeah. Oh, you? Oh, you knew them? Okay, yeah. cool, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Yeah, from Newark. Lauren, yeah, Lauren mm-hmm. Hill was down with them before she obviously was with the Fugees and stuff like that. You know, so was Eminem, actually. Eminem was cool with them before he blew up, too. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, so. it's funny because if it was not for the taxes and the gun laws, Jersey would be such an awesome state because you have so much here. It's right outside of New York. Mm-hmm. So you got the talented people that can't afford to live there or rather, you know, live on this side of the tunnels, bridges and tunnels. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a lot of talent, a lot of great beaches, a lot of awesome food of almost every ethnicity. Uh, you want to have Cuban food? Roll up to Union City and eat all the Cuban food you want. Mm-hmm. You want to go to Patterson? Every corner is a different nationality mm-hmm. or, or culture. I mean, there's a lot of good here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then... They just, it's that they want to steal your rights and your money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's, why, that's why we moved from New York, bro. <laughs> we moved from <laughs> New York to Jersey, and I was like, oh, this should be better. Mm, not so much. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple of things. Like, Jersey has one of the lowest uh, gas prices uh, in the nation. There's things like that. And, and actual retail tax is pretty low. But then everything else is really high. Uh, the one I think the highest I ever paid in taxes for a house. Our house when we moved from Jersey, I think was like in I want to say we moved in two thousand three. The taxes on our house was thirteen thousand dollars every year. Ooh. Oh, property tax. Yeah, property tax. Uh, I was fr- at a lady's house in mm-hmm. Summit, and she told me her property tax was fifty five thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, one of my friends, one of my friends had the same exact house, like the house we had, but he bought it like in 1980, so it was paid off. And the last time I spoke to him, he was like, "Man, when I I have to pay this now in, in cash." And I think this was after way after I was living in Florida, and he said it was twenty thousand dollars, and he was retired, and he had to go pay twenty thousand dollars every year. Yep. Or they would take his house. Yep. Yeah, so you don't really own that house, do you? <laughs> No, you no, don't. You don't. Yeah. No, sir. Never, ever. <laughs> yeah. This yep. is, to get low property tax, you pretty much have to live in a freaking swamp. I mean, mm-hmm. it just has to be bad, or you have to be out in West Jersey, mm-hmm. where there's, like, absolutely nothing in West Jersey. Mm-hmm. But you're still stuck with all the Jersey laws. Yeah. So, yeah, so your property might tax. Might as well be in Delaware or something, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you might as well be in Delaware or PA, because yeah. you're, paying, you're paying all the bills. Mm-hmm. And you have lack of freedom, but you have like some property. Yeah. But you're never mm-hmm. gonna stop paying for. Well, I mean, I mean the bash Jersey governor sucks too. Um, I, mean, I, didn't listen, mean- I, I still love Jersey because my sons were born there. They were bur- born in Hoboken, same hospital as Frank Sinatra. You know, it means something to me. It doesn't mean anything to them. You know, but it means who's Frank? Who? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. So what? You know. Frank Sinatra. He invent the hot sauce? Is that where Frank's Red Hot come from? <laughs> yeah, they could, you know, these kids nowadays. But, you know, it means something to me. Lola Lola worked in uh, Hoboken. Um, that was pretty much her first gig as a pharmacist. And that was like wow. us. That's the first place we bought a house. You know, we uh, we got married when we were living there, but we got married in New York. But, you know, we no bought a house. Hoboken? Huh? No parking Hoboken? Yeah. There's no. <laughs> Park in a whole city. How you build a whole city and not have anywhere to park? Oh, Hoboken is a whole other. Yeah, it's a whole other beast. Um, so yeah, man, it, it, it was crazy, and I really, it's where I was doing a lot of hip hop stuff. Like Rodney Brady says, Fax Hanks, the Outs, and M used to kill Lyricist Lounge with Lauren Hill for sure. And I knew uh, Pace One, you know, uh, Du Young Z, all those guys from the Outs. Um, the uh, Pace One's brother Jens was my producer. I was like the Puffy. 
you know. So I had the studio and did all that kind of stuff. And uh, my uh, the artist that I was working with, uh, uh, Mnemonic, he actually was part of the Outsiders and stuff like that. So yeah, man. And he's actually he's actually yeah. a New Jersey State Trooper now, by the way. Really? What was the studio? Huh? It was my studio. Where? It was in my house. <laughs> in my oh, okay. Out. Yeah. When I oh, sold, okay. when I sold the house, there was I built like an actual studio there. Studio, booth, gonna all that kind of stuff in Jersey. We're gonna and huh? We're gonna mess around and start telling the, the coming up with names of people we know. I worked in Roselle Park for nine years. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, I worked across the bridge <laughs> in Roselle Park. Yeah, so. I don't know. So, so were you there in two thousand three? Yeah, I worked uh, in Roselle Park from uh, 99 to 08. Oh, wow. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Probably, somehow, we probably at least know some people. You know. <laughs> the outsiders crazy. are still there, so far as I know. Yeah. Those dudes are still there, uh, you know, doing their thing. Um, I know Pace One is still there, I think. Um, so, yeah, man. You know, it, so it kind of like, it has this thing, but it's just like New York, right? New York is where I consider... You know, I consider myself a New Yorker, right? And it, and it hurts my feelings that this place that I grew up in and I love so much, and it's part of America, I don't have access to the Constitution there. Mm-hmm. Nope. You know, even when I go back, um, I can't, I can't defend myself. Not at all. Not even with a pocket knife. Um, no. Now, Knife Rights, if no one knows about it, is another Second Amendment organization that fights for knife rights. Mm-hmm. New York was so bad that they were talking about um, if you could open a knife with one hand, it's illegal. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, okay. That was, yeah. Rodney but, Brady says Raw Digger. Yeah, Raw Digger was part of yep. the Outsiders. Um, but if a cop could open your knife and you couldn't with one hand, you still broke the law. Yeah. And then they got to the point that they would bring as many police officers as they could. And if the strongest one could figure out a technique <laughs> to open your knife with one hand, you're going to jail. Getting locked up. Yeah. Even if you couldn't do it and the cop could. Yeah. And what they would do, because knife rights took them to court. Mm-hmm. And they were like, wait a minute. On certain a certain number of these people, you had to have five officers come by or six officers before you got to the one it's like no that's that's no they're not breaking the law you just figured out some technique uh that these guys and you could take their rights away it's it's mm-hmm. it's a ridiculous thing and now they just had um Motor i don't know says god forbid you only have one hand <laughs> yeah right yeah exactly <laughs> oh, god, yeah. yeah but um they had uh, a guy who just got one of those uh fuel filters in Oh boy! And he took it to Napa. His boy worked at Napa Auto Parts, and he yeah. was like, "Yo, I ordered this fuel filter, and this this is his story. This doesn't look like a fuel filter." And his friend said, "Bro, you need to get rid of that. That ain't a fuel filter. This is what's happening on Wish.com. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, it's not a solvent trap. It's not a fuel filter." Yeah. So so guy packed it up, took it to the P- P- PD. Uh, mm-hmm. in Carlstadt, I think it was. Uh, he took it to the PD here in Jersey and went, look, I ordered this in good faith. I thought it was something else. My friend told me this is a suppressor. I do not want it. I don't want anything to do with it. Matter of fact, I ordered two. Only one came. I'm contacting PayPal. I wanted to get rid of it. I'm stopping payment. I'm going down to my post office. I'm like, I don't even want it delivered to my house. Like, like obviously, this mm-hmm. isn't what they advertise. Mm-hmm. 
10 days later, the second one comes in. Mm-hmm. He said he didn't even open the package. He threw it in the back of the car, hauled butt down to the police station to turn it in. He gets out, parking lots full of federal agents, ATF, everything. He's like, pardon me, excuse me, got to go in. That's him. Grab him. <laughs> yes. He's been charged, and, and they had the audacity to say he was, oh, and they were, and he walked in on them prepping to raid his house. That's what he walked in the police station, and that's what they were doing. They so, raided so, his house. I, I don't know if you know, was this in Jersey that this happened? Or? In Jersey, this, this was last. Okay. Yeah, I heard about the story. I don't know if we got a chance to talk about it. No good it deed goes unpunished. Yeah. But here's the thing. Can I ask you this? Um, uh-huh. So the fuel filter that he got, was it completed? Uh-huh. Were there holes all the way through? I don't think there could be possibly holes in the second one because he never opened the package. Okay, but but the the one that he turned into them was was it drilled all the way through? Do I don't know, know. Yeah, because technically it wasn't it it was not a suppressor until it was made into that right. So I I would fight that. I have a feeling that that guy will get off of that if he fought that unless he unless he drilled it through and used it as a suppressor. Then they can't really because yes, I know there's a lot of. There's a lot of people in America who are ordering those things, but mm-hmm. um, on you know the only way for you to legally use that as a suppressor is you get it and then you file your form one or whatever it mm-hmm. is, and when that stuff comes back to you, then you do that. Other than that, that is not a suppressor until it's drilled all the way through. It's not going to work in Jersey uh, because you're never going to you don't have suppressors are illegal for civilians. Yeah. Uh, but but what thing, I'm saying is it wasn't technically yeah. a suppressor. If it wasn't a suppressor, it might it, it could have been made into one. But if he never made it into one, then he didn't do in didn't my do opinion. It. Yeah, he didn't do mm-hmm. anything wrong. Well, they came up four different charges. Uh, they had the audacity to hold the press conference and said he was an international arms smuggler that smuggled them into New Jersey. He had he had a couple thousand rounds of ammo in his home and assault rifles. And uh, I'm like, a couple thousand rounds? Yeah. I'm like, you don't sell 22 in like 300 round bricks, yeah, right? Yeah, lightweight. Yeah. I'm like, and, and bro, a couple thousand rounds. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a couple thousand rounds of each caliber you're pushing, you're slipping in them amateur numbers. <laughs> yep. Facts. Facts. Not trying to be, not trying to be elitist or anything, but yeah, man, a couple hundred rounds. Come on. Yeah. You're going to range. Yeah. You're going to shoot a few hundred. Your entry level just, gun guy yeah. has that. Yeah, exactly, Rolando. Mm-hmm. Your entry level gun dude has that just to go to the range one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Brian Quick says the guy's story sounds suspicious. I think he got scared and he did the the thing you should never do: never rat your own self out. Yep. Okay. If you if you're worried about that thing, uh, destroy it or do whatever you're gonna do, but don't rat yourself out because uh, these people don't give a crap. Yeah. You know? The police are not your friends, bro, when it comes to firearms related things in Jersey and most towns. Mm-hmm. One, the ignorance level is high. Uh, most cops aren't gun people. Mm-hmm. So, so, and I've trained officers and I've trained with officers. Mm-hmm. And even the way they train and the words they use, like threat, mm-hmm. or it, 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 threat is gun. Gun. Civilian with a gun. Gun. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on, bro. 
I'm in the class with you, homie. <laughs> like, like I'm a civilian in the class with law enforcement, and y'all going, we're going to pull the trigger when we see a civilian with a firearm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, so the mindset is wrong, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's just a problem all the way around. So, again, that's yeah. why you need to get into advocacy yep. because we can't blame the cops. Mm-hmm. Well, the cops are going to do their job. I'm sorry. I mean, I know some people may have a cousin, nephew, uncle, whatever, that said they'll never suppress somebody's rights. But cops are going to do their job. They spent most of their adult life doing this job so they can get a pension and retire in their 40s. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they're not going to give that up for you. Yeah, I think in a, in a radical in a radical situation that's clearly blatantly, um, you know, some massive infringement. So, for example, if uh, you know the scenario is that that department says to them, "Okay, we're going around today and just taking guns back from people. We don't give a damn about the Second Amendment." You probably will have you're going to have some of those guys going to go, "No, that's we're not doing that." But yes, I, I also agree with you that every day that's a person who has a job. Mm-hmm. They've got supervisors, bosses, procedures they need to follow. They get fired. Uh, then their family has to, you know, is going to suffer out of them being fired and not having a job. It's not right, but I don't think, like, we, we, we've had police officers on here talking about this. At the end of the day, we, we need to do something about it. Those guys going and taking that job, um, that's to me, not their responsibility to fight that. We, as the citizens, have to go, no, you can't have police officers acting like this. You know, well, they're going to enforce... Isn't, this isn't their job. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to enforce the laws that we allow the politicians to pass. So yeah, that's exactly. basically yeah. how it's going to be. The people so we need the to only way to stop their bosses, right? It. Yeah, the, the exactly. only way it's going to stop is if they don't have any laws to enforce, and then it'll be easy. Then it'll be pretty easy when you see a cop... Uh, go overstepping the line because it's going to be like, no, that law doesn't exist. Yeah, you got the Second exactly. Amendment. That's it. It's the same thing that we need to do with uh, rogue cops or cops that mm-hmm. uh, use excessive force, etc. You know, I'm not saying in that case that person has a problem, right? If they're racist, if they if they uh, use excessive force, uh, etc., they have a problem. But still, we deal with that through their bosses, the people who hire them. The people who have these guys there within the police department and don't do anything about them until it winds up costing the city that they work for, the people in the city, millions of dollars because now they're getting sued or whatever it is. You know, we we still need to deal more directly than that. And of course, if that person is a criminal, whatever, they need to get arrested, go to jail, all those kinds of things. I'm with that. Um, Let me. I'm sorry. Let me just say this real quick. Um, out there, shout out to John Voorhees. He's out there. I know he was asking about Walter and Babyface. Babyface is off. It's his anniversary. Uh, Walter is also off. And uh, I know John <laughs> is out there. John's, uh, yeah, yeah. Walter had the elephant package. Um, that's just code. It's just code. If you see Walter, just say, Walter, code elephant package. Um <laughs> but anyway, now I forgot what I was saying. Shout out to John Voorhees, though. I know he's not he's not feeling well, and um, mm-hmm. you know he I think he's in the hospital. So shout out to him. Hope everything works out. He gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kwaku James says, and that's why it's important uh, that we need to speak up about our gun rights. Yep. So very much so. Yeah, um, absolutely. 
Okay. And one of the things, listen, we're in the gun community. It's us in this room. Mm-hmm. It, it's, 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 it's the gun community family. Mm-hmm. Yep. When we host events, when we have rallies, when we have protests, we hear all kinds of excuses by the guys on social media talking about, I wish I could have been there. But those are some of the same people that go cops should quit their job. I'm like, bro, you wouldn't take the day off from your job to protest the law. Why do you think he's going to quit his job enforcing the law? Yeah, that's yep. a good point. Yep. <laughs> All right. So True. get busy True. with it. Make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, uh, like Tony started uh, saying that you regretted not getting into advocacy sooner. Mm-hmm. I can definitely sympathize because you know, Hank, you said in Florida, we kind of took it for granted for a while, I think. I def- we definitely did. And I know how I got into firearms was pr- a pretty positive experience. Uh, you know, the first time that I went out shooting, uh, I was 18, uh, I think 17 or 18. And a lot of my older friends had come back from uh, deployments in Iraq and Afghanistan. And my first day on the range was shooting AKs, ARs, Benelli shotguns, you know, M9s, everything. Mm-hmm. So from the start, it was like, this is what you can own here. No big deal. Everybody was there with their girlfriends, wives, and you know, a bunch of different people. You had uh, every race and, and religion you could think of. It was just a big group of like 20 of us, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of how it always was. And since then, I never really advocated, but I always took anybody that I could I, that I thought would be receptive to it. Hey, I own a gun. You want to go out shooting sometime? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. And I guess in that way, I did advocacy uh, or at least destigmatized it. But I never really, you know, thought about it in the greater picture because I kind of took it for granted because I was like, hey, this is something that we can do. It's not a big deal. And uh, I didn't own an AR-15 at the time uh, just because, you know, I was still in college. It was a little bit expensive to own a rifle at the time for me. But uh, but I had friends that did. So for me, it was just kind of like, yeah, you can kind of get whatever you want. And I still didn't know all the restrictions or anything like that because, you know what you know at the time. So for me, uh, semi-automatic AR-15, it's like, well, that's that's the best you can get. That's awesome. Um, You know, you don't know the restrictions on fully automatic weapons or anything like that or, you know, having to get a tax stamp for a suppressor Mm -hmm. uh, or things like that. And even sometimes the people that own those things. They it, it's even not a big deal for them when they get it because they just think it's so cool that they don't even think about the process. It's like anything else. It's mm-hmm. like when I I have to get a license to drive a car. So we're so conditioned that for certain things that we think should be our right, we're already so used to it uh, that, oh, yeah, of course, I have to get a license to do something, uh, you know, whether it's to uh, drive a car, own a gun, uh, catch rainwater off my roof. Uh, you know, stupid things like that. Put on solar panels, anything. You know, I I got to pay somebody for it, and that's just the way it is. So I, you got to ask even... someone's permission. Yeah. So yeah. you almost you're conditioned to it True. if nobody else tells you otherwise. And so I, you know, I think sometimes people in the gun community get angry at the ignorance, but sometimes it's it's almost basic ignorance because if you don't have anyone around to teach you something, mm-hmm. then of course you're going to end up that way. So you have to first find out what somebody knows. If somebody's willfully ignorant or they refuse to listen to facts, then you can you can you know 
make fun of that person and hate on that person all day as far as I'm concerned. But if they just believe what they believe because that's all they know, you need a better approach than that or else you're never going to break through to them. They're just going to think you're some crazy a-hole or gun nut that's yelling at them about the NFA uh, when they don't they don't even know the process yeah. of buying a handgun. Preach you know? on. Preach on, Rolando. Yeah. <laughs> and you're 100% so, right. Yeah. That's the part of if you do not fight, you're one generation away mm-hmm. from losing your rights because all they have to do is get you used to paying this tax, to asking for this permission, mm-hmm. and then it becomes status quo. Yeah, yep. One uh, generation, I think we're literally a couple of weeks away from losing <laughs> our rights. I agree with you on that, you know. But I mean, well, I'm talking about as in the fact that no one even bothers anymore yeah. because it just became the oh god, I hate this term, new normal. normal. Uh, it's yeah. the new normal. I'm like, no, it's you being lazy. We need to turn this thing around, yeah. and we can. We fought back before. We came back from the assault weapons ban. We've reversed some things uh, through hard work and advocacy because that's the only way it happens. People like Tim Knight got senators recalled in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Uh, We attempted to do a senator recall here in uh, New Jersey in 2015. It did not work, but we still put in the work. Why? Because you got the experience. Okay, fine. We lost. Mm-hmm. But guess what? They knew you we fought back. We put them on notice. Yeah. They knew we fought back. Oh, and they tried to they shut us down uh, within 12 hours before the event took place. They put political pressure on where the event was going to take place for us to get all our books mm-hmm. and learn what to do. They shut us down. Mm-hmm. So in less than 12 hours, uh, they had to find a new place for us to be. And they did. For half a day, a guy had a wedding hall, and the wedding wouldn't kick off till like uh, we had to be out by noon. We got there at 8 in the morning. We handed out our pamphlets. They told us how to handle it, and we left. When we came back, at the end of the day, it was in the, under an awning at a 7-Eleven across the street in the rain, but we still got it done. It's called a fight, man. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. says you're going to win, mm-hmm. but you better fight because you make them fear it. And when you live in a state like Jersey, California, behind the Iron Curtain, the ones everybody tells us we, always have, we, we should move out of, mm-hmm. if we keep the fight here, if we keep those people spending their funds here, here fighting us, they're not using those in your state. True. That's why it's important to f- support Second Amendment advocacy on a local level, number mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. and two, in states like ours. So donate to organizations in California. Donate to, uh, again, organizations in those states that are fighting the fight. True. Also, yeah. diversity.com. <laughs> Absolutely, without a doubt. Let me let me get some shout outs uh in here. Big shout out to uh Scorched Earth Firearms. Uh you know who that is, right? Rod Mills. That's Rodimus Prime out there. He says I've had a record amount of students that have gotten certified for concealed concealed weapons certification. Congratulations, Rod Mills. Uh also let me do this. Everyone who's out there right now, smash the thumbs ups, okay? You guys need to smash those thumbs ups right now. Helps us out. We're trying to overcome what's going on here. We've got a lot of people here in the chat. You can really help us out by smashing those thumbs ups. We do appreciate that. Um, let's see. There, there's there's a couple of things going on here that's happening tonight. So I want to try uh, to hit some of those things. We did talk about the uh, Second Amendment rally. We can always mm-hmm. get back to that. But I think there's some other things going on. So uh, one of them that I want to hit up on and get your opinion, Simon, as well as you, Rolando, obviously. Um, So here, I'm just going to show you guys the headlines and then we'll get into this. Remington workers given notice. Okay. Old owners letting workforce go Monday. 
So the Remington Outdoor Company, the owner of the Remington operation in Ilion, that's in upstate New York, notified 585 union workers in Ilion on Friday that they are being terminated effective Monday, October 26th, which is today, the day of this podcast. United Mine Workers of America, the union that represents the rank and file in Ilion, released a statement on Sunday that announced the termination notification and reported that Remington Outdoor was ending health care and other contractual benefits for the terminated uh, effective October 31st. So that's uh, not a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, here, and I'll just let me go back to so you guys can see these guys. I'll just keep reading this because it's just words. You'd rather see pretty guys, you know, handsome gentlemen like uh, Tony Simon right there. Of course, <laughs> sexy Rolando, you know, and, and, and suave Hank Strange. You'd rather look at us. <laughs> so, <laughs> we should get some thumbs ups just for that. Come on now. <laughs> just for the Every level time you got to do it. Yeah, just for the level of sexiness on your screen right now. Uh, where the ladies at? Where the ladies? Give me look. Look, Rolando's striking a pose. Even <laughs> 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 he just looked like what's that guy's name? Jose Cuervo. What's the what's that <laughs> most interesting man? What's what? the most interesting name? man? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so the union's release also contends that Remington Outdoor is refusing to pay severance and uh, accrued vacation benefits provided in the collective bargaining agreement. Remington Outdoor Company. Filed for a Chapter 11 bankruptcy in July. In September, the company was broken up in a bankruptcy auction. Roundhill Group LLC was the top bidder for the Remington operation in Ilion. The auction uh, of some of the products manufactured in Ilion was acquired by another company, but the new Remington owner has said that despite losing that line, the new owners intend to bring back the same level of workforce in the valley. Uh, and then there's a guy from that company, uh, Richmond Italia, who is part of Roundhill Group, said, if we do close down Huntsville and Sturgis and uh, Lenore City and concentrate them under one roof line, which will be in Ilion, that will more than replace the employees that were lost in the Marlin line. So I can go on with this, with what they're saying. Uh, Roundhill Group, we don't know a lot about them. I did some digging. Um, someone told me that the Roundhill Group actually owns, and I'm, I'm forgetting the name of it right now, but they own a company that makes a lot of paintball stuff in Canada. Hmm. So I'm not sure what they want with the Remington factory in Ilion, if they're planning on building paintball stuff there or they're now transitioning into the gun world. We're yet to see that. And I looked into it and there's some kind of links, but it's not solid. I've been trying to like reach out to people and say, who the hell is this Roundhill group people? The mo- the closest I can find to tell you guys is that they are connected to paintball stuff out of Canada. What so. guns? Do- what guns does that segment of Remington have left? Because I know they got rid of Bushmaster. So yeah. They lost the ACR. I'm thinking mm-hmm. a paintball company usually likes to make cool guns. Mm-hmm. So what cool guns? If they if they let's say they dump the factory mm-hmm. and they wanted the licensing to be able to make cool guns based on guns that Remington made, but in the paintball or airsoft space, maybe that's the only thing I could think of. And then they have exclusive licensing for that. Mm -hmm. But if you got rid of Bushmaster, which makes your AR 15s and the ACR, which are your, I guess your coolest guns that you would want for that kind of stuff. uh, I I mean, what do they have left? And then Marlin was your lever action. So, I mean, that would be kind of a cool, different thing, a lever action paintball gun. If you could do something like that, I don't know. 
that's so, a good question, Tony. You have any yeah. idea? Because that's I don't the only thing I could think of. Yeah, if they well, because what that. are they getting? Are they just getting the Remington name? Like what? You know, I mm-hmm. I don't I haven't seen the specifics if there are any brands or if there's even any intellectual mm-hmm. property inside of that that they own. That's what I was actually looking for because uh, when was it? Last week uh, the bids went through and and yeah, they've broken a up weeks a lot ago of now. Them. Yeah, at least yeah, two three and- weeks ago. Yeah. So I know the ammo companies went one way. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what did the company, the Palmetto State, uh, Ruger, Ruger, yeah, picked Ruger, mm-hmm. yeah, Ruger, Ruger picked up Marlin. Ruger got Marlin. PSA or JJE got, um, they got a couple of different things. They got, uh, what, what was it they got again? Um, I think they got DPMS, something like yeah. that. And mm-hmm. um, they so got a couple of things really- there. I think maybe people picked over and got the machinery because no one wants to open back up in New York. That's New right. York shut Remington down anyway. Uh, the governor shut Remington down during during the pandemic, mm-hmm. so they were they were just hemorrhaging cash anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, the workforce is gone. There you go. That's what happens. Well, and then what new company wants to come in there and deal with the union? Nobody. No, nobody. Yeah. Why would you? And, and of course, so they're gone. And, and most of these places are in the South. I mean, uh, Ruger's new place is in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, PSA is down in South Carolina. Yeah, they went to friendly states that, one, don't have unions, and two, uh, are, are more gun-friendly. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. You have over 500 people that are out of a job. Uh, your union, of course, well, we know which directions and, and which candidates' unions back up. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. Well, so are the coal mine was it's a coal miners union. Are they they, really they might not be going for, for Biden. Biden. Yeah, are they, <laughs> yeah they, you know, there's I'm, a lot of unions that are going for Trump this time around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. They could be. They could be. And, I don't. I don't know. We tend to think that unions go in that direction. Um, you know, they're you know mostly they mostly go for Democrats. But I mean, if you're if you're a union and you're going for Biden. You're basically pushing the button on the trap door that you're standing on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coal miners union, definitely. If you're paying but, attention. Mm-hmm. Oh, by dude, the way, we, someone said they're doing the roll call right now for the Amy Barrett uh, confirmation, so we might yeah, we right. might hear something here. Sorry, sorry, Tony, go ahead. No, she's she's gonna make it. I mean, because I heard I heard a bunch of Dems weren't even gonna vote, like they didn't even show up. After yeah. telling you you need to show up and vote next week, yeah, they're not going to show up and vote on this. Good point. I think um, maybe uh, everyone should do what they're doing and don't show up. <laughs> everyone I who supports everyone, them. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one hundred percent true. This yeah. is this is my little election night wet dream. First place, mm-hmm. Trump wins re-election. Second place is is, is uh, Joe Jorgensen. <laughs> <laughs> and a distant third is Biden because oh I so want three parties. What about Kanye, so... man? You didn't put Kanye in there. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> Kanye, could, Kanye could still be a write-in. He could be a write-in vote. No, nah, because uh, Kanye, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess Fifty Cent can vote for Kanye. Yeah, I mean, or, Fifty Cent is not allowed to vote for anyone. That vote unless for unless the white people say he could vote for them because he's black. But unless yeah. a white person says 50 Cent could do it, he can't vote for anyone. But he has mm-hmm. to vote for some white guy or white person. If that, Trust me, I don't well, give a crap. About well, well he needs to be reminded that he's black, doesn't he? Yeah. Is, oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. White, white. By white people? Yeah. 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 Um, and, mm-hmm. of course, Biden said that, you know, um, 
that if you don't vote for him, then you're not black. So mm-hmm. um, there you go. Yeah. So we got to see, but I think you know. Listen, Kanye is a value is a is a valid vote, a write-in vote for folks out there. Yeah. So you think they put his face on the side of Mount Rushmore and like Yeezy underneath it? Is, is that how it's gonna roll? It's, I'm not saying he's valid for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just if people out there, if people out there are so misguided that they're gonna have people mess with them like that, like tell them, oh, you, if you don't vote for me, you're not black, or you, if you're a black person, you can't vote for this person, but you got to vote for that person instead, or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're that misguided and you're really worried about it. Why not go for the safe bet? Con Yeezy. Just go for Yeezy. That's it. Boom. Vote for Yeezy. Go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So, <laughs> Kwaku James says, I guess I'm not black then. <laughs> Apparently, none of us are. So, well, that's a good guy. He's, uh, I, he's a I, trainer I, down here. Mm-hmm. I never South got Florida. the handbook. Mm-hmm. I never got the black people handbook, and that really bothers me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't know that was in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in there, it talks about Kwanzaa and all that, man. You missed out. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't hear about Kwanzaa until like the mid '80s. Um, I was really ticked. Dude, I lived said, in Africa. I never heard of Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody That's in Africa right. knows what the hell Kwanzaa is. Imagine my shock of coming back to America, finding out we were now called uh, uh, what was it? African Americans. Uh, I don't know. I think yeah. that was it. Because it was black. I, I left where it was black, and, uh, and then and then they got the. Americans of African descent. That was a thing in the early 90s. I'm like, wow, that Boy. takes all day to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, like can, I, can I just stay black and everybody knows what we're black talking about here? Yeah. yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Doesn't hurt we my got feelings. songs and stuff. We got the James Brown song. I mean, he didn't say I'm a, American of African descent and I'm proud. I mean, he was like, I'm black and I'm proud. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was a good song. The other one, I yeah. don't think not so much. <laughs> it doesn't rhyme. <laughs> it doesn't roll off no. your t- Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Bricks wants to know if anyone in here owns a Krebs Custom AK. I have in the past. So um, I've shot one, and it made me change my mind about AKs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool, cool. Um, and let's see. Flying Rich says he's watching Fox on mute, and he was asking something. He says, uh, what is this? What is this with Flying Rich? He says, is Walter and Patrick okay? I'm concerned. Uh, is Hank holding them hostage? Um, I've already alluded to Walter, and he's okay. Patrick is uh, taking his uh, this today off because it's his anniversary, him and Marley, so congratulations to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he okay? I don't know. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter if he was here. He still wouldn't be okay. Um, and Walter, it, Walter is fine, maybe. I don't know. No, he's not okay either. None of these people are okay in the head. <laughs> so, including me, including me. Uh, but yeah, you're not getting your usual. If you're if you're the fan of the free for all Monday, you're not. It's 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 me. It's Tony, and it's Rolando. Come what on. more could you ask for? Yeah. <laughs> Dudes are asking questions. In the Don't chat. worry. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he, he wants to know if it made your impression about AK is good or bad. 
Oh, okay. That's what he wanted to know. Oh, I was yeah. trying to. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, I did not like uh, the way AKs felt. I didn't mm-hmm. like the recoil impulse. Mm-hmm. Um, the sight picture. Again, I own SKS. I own SKS, and I dug that. I shoot Moses. I dug that, but I did not like any of that on an AK. Uh, guy rolled in and had a Krebs custom. Uh, the build quality was awesome. Uh, the sight picture was great. The trigger was amazing. So yeah, I mean, definitely, it it really changed my mind that an AK done right mm-hmm. is a solid AK. And now, in my mm-hmm. opinion, that's a lot of money to spend on an AK, mm-hmm. but you're buying something that's top of the line. And then when <clears> you <throat> sell it, when you sell it, if you choose to sell it, you will get more of your money back than if you. A, a, a Wasser 10 and try to get rid of it later on, especially now when you're going to overpay for the Wasser 10. Um, mm-hmm. I just directed one of my guys. He was like, Hey, I just saw a Wasser 10. You got to love this. He was like, yeah, it's really beat up. So I don't know if it was distressed or whether it was just a trash Wasser 10 for 1500 here in Jersey. Yeah, and man. I was like, bro, <laughs> do not do not. I, I will slap the taste out your mouth. If you buy that gun, I was like, look, Save up a little more because he had he had a knot. He'd won some some football bets. Mm-hmm. I was like, buy a custom AK. I was like, drop another five hundred, buy a custom AK, and if you shoot it and don't like it, you'll probably get a larger percentage of your money back. Because mm-hmm. after this pandemic, the dude who pays fifteen hundred dollars for a Wasser ten is just gonna be angry. If he tries well, to I mean, right one. now, right now, that might be close to the going price. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that it is. It could be. Um, it could be right. Like a Wasser 10 right now. I mean, yeah, it was 12. Yeah, depending 12. on where you are, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that might be the thing. Uh, Eric Hammond says rifle dynamics. Um, well, Look, I there's, a, there's a bunch of different defense. people. Krebs is a good gun. Krebs is not a bad gun. It, it's going to cost you some money. But um, I think at the end of the day, you're not getting ripped for the money. It's just, do you have that? But there's several companies out there right now making good AKs, including Kalishnikov USA has got stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rifle Dynamics. Um, uh, what's his, um, oh, man. What's his name? Went and formed his own company now that... Uh, uh, um. Yeah, Jim um, Fuller. Jim Fuller has what is it? Fuller AKs or something? I think he get him and uh, Travis Haley got together. And, uh, yeah. So. You, I shot. You uh, a lot of what do you? Huh? What do you think of the AK twenty? I shot that. That's from Arsenal. From our, um, yeah. Look, I think that I think that PSA is making some good AKs. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think PSA is making some good stuff. Um, the guys from Accutech that I've done some stuff on, and I have one of the Accu like my AK right now is an Accutech AK, um, and that's a bull barrel. You know, it's made here in America, right? So um, they're they're doing some. You, you have a lot of good options if you want a good AK out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, see, I'm I don't know about the whole AK. I mean, I've been shooting AR fifty. Well, yeah, M sixteen A two. High point doesn't make an AK yet, Tony, but they might. They might they might actually do that one of these days. Hey, you, you never know. High points begin on a come up. I, I still don't know why they made a three eighty carbine, but right, whatever. Right after that yeet cannon. <laughs> hey, that yeet cannon man had the whole industry on his ear for an entire year. Yeah, we're still yeah. waiting on it. We're still waiting on the yeet cannon. Yeah, I was actually talking to them a couple months ago about that and they were like COVID. 
COVID derailed a lot of things because yeah. it took a, a lot of the businesses that supply the parts. Especially, the especially in where in the country, like you were saying earlier, Tony, there's certain parts of the country where the government of that country didn't support, or the, I'm sorry, the government of that state, right, did not allow uh, manufacturers making gun stuff to go back to, go back to work and, and build things. And therefore, yeah. it's made it difficult. So, you know, people are like, oh, they missed an opportunity. I'm like, look, mm -hmm. they at SHOT Show, I know mm -hmm. you spoke to them. I spoke to them. And um, they were like, look, we're pushing for, and I think it was like, what, middle of the year, last quarter? Mm -hmm. they, they were looking to try to get it out. But they were like, look, we're not in a rush. And the reason is it's a high point. Everybody poops on high point now. If high point does not debut a gun that runs, mm -hmm. it's over. Yeah. It's just over. So yeah, they're gonna have dudes do a thousand round tests without cleaning it and all of that. Um, and that high point E cannon has got to run like a typewriter. Yeah, for sure, yep. for sure. And I think that's the same thing with every with, ammo too. Yeah, that's Definitely. the same thing going on with um, with uh, PSA's dagger. Um, mm -hmm. Just by the way, if you guys haven't seen it actually hit the streets yet, even though they were selling it, I think uh, there was a press release which I don't have in front of me right now. But there was a press release saying there was some problems. So they sold a bunch of them, but there were problems with the, with uh, I think something connected to the trigger or something like that. And they put it on hold. They're gonna fix that before they put it out to those people. They give those people an option of getting their money back, or still getting the gun and getting incentives and things like that. Um, I think I was gonna talk about that Friday, but uh, stuff came up and we couldn't do the show on Friday. So it's mm. tough, and they're doing that faster than uh, High Point. To, you know, developed the Yeet Cannon, right? Yep. So it's it's not easy putting something out there the first time in this world that we live in, and you mess it up, and then you got to live with that forever. Well, everybody can't. I mean, look, people don't get how long that your name turning in the mud takes to get over. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's still people that talk about uh, M16 is not dependable because mm -hmm. what happened yep. in Vietnam. You have people still, hey, Kimber still catches it. Mm -hmm. uh, Taurus will yeah. probably never get up under that quality control yeah. bus. I still don't off. like, uh, what you call it, um, the people that make the XD. Um, Springfield. Uh, Springfield, Springfield Army. Army. Is yeah. it what they did in 2016? Yeah. 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 Still mad about yeah. it. I really want to do an interview with them because I want to find out now that a bunch of water is passed. You know what I mean? Time is passed. Like exactly what? Because again, living in Jersey, sometimes you have to deal because they're in Illinois, which has a strong Dem majority. Mm -hmm. So why did you do that deal? Like, like was it that much political pressure, or were you just going, you know what, we can get a cutout? And we can get a good deal and screw everyone else. Because I I'll tell you. Only if you assume people won't find out what you did. Yeah. Yeah. Because Springfield Armory helped me out when I first started. When I started the diversity shoot, uh, I met Rob Pincus down in a range in Jersey. Uh, he was speaking at an event. And I told him what I was doing. And pretty much before I got the second sentence out about what the diversity shoot is, he was like, look, I'll give you a bunch of stuff. I'll help you out in any way I can. And then he's like, have you thought about approaching the industry? And I was like, what do you mean? He said, talk to companies, go to uh, trade shows and talk to companies and see if they can uh, help you. Mm -hmm. Well, I cold called because I had Mondays off. I'd cold call 20 companies every Monday mm -hmm. and get shut down. 
And and Springs Armory was one of the ones that pretty much sent me about a thousand dollars worth of swag, mm-hmm. t-shirts, patches, just anything they could send me, catalogs, because I wanted to give it to people to get them interested. I had mm-hmm. them as a raffle gifts to help pay for the food I used at the events, and they helped me out for two straight years as a small. Okay. The, wow. Yeah, that's definitely so, a good thing. You know, that was second yeah. human advocacy, mm-hmm. and then then like I stretched that stuff out and gave it away for over a year. So when I approached them. Because I think it was 2016 in Atlanta, right? That's when we heard, or was it uh, Louisville when we found out that pretty much Springfield stabbed us in the back? It might might have been Louisville. It I was like, I, I don't get it because it happened like it's the not second Shot day. Show. It wasn't at Shot Show, right? No, it was NRA. Okay. It was NRA because it was mm-hmm. it. <laughs> up until the last NRA, it re- it really put a damper on things. But man, that last NRA was off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it was like. Um, they I'm, had no I'm reason. trying to see. There's news coming through that Amy Coney Barrett got confirmed, but I don't see it in the mainstream media yet. So I know there's people popping that up there. And Crypto Vital says, what's a good uh, AK uh, for a silencer host? The Krebs is not bad. There's a couple of different ones out there that you could very easily uh, put. Fox says that she's uh, in. Yeah. You can easily put a suppressor or really on any AK. It's just got a good suppressor for it. You know, you need you're gonna need a pretty tough can for that. So, um, and there's there's a couple of those out there. Liberty suppressors 50, make some. Uh, Fifty two forty eight confirm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It came up on the screen earlier. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll probably sp- talk more about that out there. Rain wants to know, Hank, do you have the IWI Tavor? He said he put favor, but it, but I think he means Tavor bullpup. Uh, 300 blackout. I don't have the 300 blackout version. Um, I, I have a regular 5.56 one. It's pretty good. I like the Tavor. Uh, I think the X, if you're going to make a choice right now, I would say go for the X95. You know, um, are they even making the Tavors anymore? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they switched over. Yeah, I think they switched to X95. So, What, what class was I running? Uh, Costa class. Mm-hmm. I was at a Costa class and one of the guys, it was hilarious because... As a firearms trainer and, and a dude who was in the Marine Corps, I, I've, ho- I've I've trained people in my classes, but I more realistic. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like mm-hmm. like the regular homeowner come to my class. I'm teaching you firearms fundamental and basic defensive use of your fire. So uh, I went to uh, Pinkus class, and it was still mostly regular guys. Some dudes wearing like the five eleven pants. I went to the Costa class, dude. It looked like I was getting ready to deploy. Like everybody had like freaking cry precision. This <laughs> man, those and cry I, precision I, cool. those their their gear is expensive, man. Mm-hmm. And they have like uh, uh, you know everybody had like a high end red dot drop leg holster i'm like hey chief after this is over with like i'm getting on a plane and going to kuwait what's going on <laughs> uh, the guys had pavors they had uh and that that's when uh they were running and of course the Tavor went down and kept malfunctioning so the guy switched over to his high nar whatever that was uh another guy had a uh, uh, fn uh Scar. Scar. So mm-hmm. he was running a scar. Another guy was like everything was top end. I showed oh, up. Luckily, uh, my boy uh, had a um, modern material rifle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys heard of modern materials, but they're here out of Jersey. And uh, one of the owners, my friend Joe, Joe Savio. So Joe was like, Tony, could you run my rifle in the class? You know, and just it's a like thousand round, fifteen hundred round class. 
and, and give me your impressions of it. And Hey, just talk about it on the show. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, I, I go into it exactly like this mm-hmm. and I'm praying, please let this gun run. Please let this gun run. Joe's been a friend of mine for years. And if this gun craps the bed, it's like, I'm not even going to tell people I was in this class. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just never going <laughs> to break it up again. But I'm, I'm like, I'm there and I'm looking at everybody with guns that cost what? Two grand ish. And my backup guns that I bought just in case, <laughs> it's like PSAs. They mm-hmm. cost me like $600 total. But I've had multiple class. I've given classes. I mean, ones, I'm not going to bring it on screen. It's right here. It's my home defense gun. That's how mm-hmm. easy it is for me to get. That's how much faith I have in it. But I'm like, yo, dude, what is up with this? I guess the tactical side of this industry isn't that big. But, man, do they spend a bunch of money. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's this, like guys in cars. That's mm-hmm. what happens. It's the same thing. Well, I we need it. to get active politically. That's the thing. They're not. Now they all of a sudden care about Q and pistol braces, but we couldn't give them to give a dang about uh, bump stocks or just the slippery slope that well, it is. I, I'm, I'm going to say before I got big into, you know, getting into social media and talking, I remember I started uh, getting into uh, – joining the like the local shooting club here and getting into like a USPSA and shooting steel and all that stuff. And you'd hear some of the guys that I hate to say it, they would be your stereotypical fuds, you know, basically, but they shoot competitively. So they've got their nice, like S you know, 2011s and all that stuff where they're shooting that. And they're like, Oh, well I heard that they want to make uh, body armor and 50 cows illegal. And they're like, well, I don't care. Cause that doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, seriously, dude, I was like, that's how it is. And it's like the same people. It's almost like the country club gun owners. I call them. If you, if you want to say that where it's like, well, I really don't care if, uh, if they can't do it. And even if they license it, it's not a big deal because I'll just pay for it. So, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, next thing you know, shooting will be like it is in Britain where it's like, Oh, Leo's with the elites. We're going to go out in the Fox hunt right now. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it. And then you put your guns in the case in the club, in the country club when you're done. Mm-hmm. I think there's so. I think there are a lot of people like that out of the yeah. the, the, the top shelf. I think it's the older generation, but it's not as much anymore, I'd like to say, just mm-hmm. because I know younger gun owners. Yeah. But. I think it is I think right, it's a lot of older guys who maybe don't mm-hmm. care anymore. They don't care what their kids or their grandkids could get because they're like, I'm gonna kick the bucket, so whatever. Yeah. When I kick the bucket, who cares how the world is? I think you like you said, there are some some folks who uh, as long as they have it, they don't care. I think you have a lot of the guys also that um, that Tony's describing might fall into the category of actual people who have jobs doing this kind of stuff, maybe for the government or something else. And and sometimes no. that's why they don't want to... Um, no, no, bro. Nobody had a job doing it. Really? Doctor, doctors, okay. computer dudes, like okay. everybody. So, yeah, that's that falls into the category that Rolando's saying. These are just yeah. people who it, have the money; they don't care. Mm-hmm. They have the money, and mm-hmm. that's their little. That's their hobby. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, but understand, uh, maybe you'll get bored with this hobby and mm-hmm. go on to collecting stamps or some crap. But this is a right. This keeps people alive. This stops horrible things like Rosewood and 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 and, and just a burning and sacking of towns from happening. Like Black Wall Street, that kind of thing happened because these people weren't armed up and able to defend themselves. And I mean, we can go to other things too, like Wounded Knee mm-hmm. and, and and all of those. And I'm like, bro. Well, you know, 
within themselves. Yeah, the more I see it, sometimes the more it's like you do get detached with certain people, politicians and elites, because they almost feel, and I mean, you saw it. I, I, I Have you guys read articles about how many people bought property in like New Zealand and things like that? And, uh, oh, sorry, Joe forgot that I was on your show. She's coming oh. home from work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh-huh. so she's giving me a call. Um, and I, I, I wait, you're, I'm sorry. Wait, hold on a second. What? Uh, what was that sound effect I heard, just heard just now? A bunch of chains? That's your no, no. It was it was a ringtone. <laughs> That's your ringtone when Joe when Joe's calling you. Oh, it's uh, of course it's old, it's Joe. The, so. the old ball dropping into the chains. No, no, no. no. It's that actually, just sounded like a bunch of stuff clanging. No, it's just super loud. Uh-huh. No, no, it's actually it's actually what 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 kind of song do you think would be a ringtone for Joe? Knowing Joe and having her on the show oh, every time. What do you me mention every K-pop. time? Please. Oh, well, of course, for her, it's going to so be So you had to make song. a K-pop thing on your phone? It's just a ringtone you could download, you know? So I downloaded a ringtone. It's a BTS song. It was changed. Yeah, it was changed. I agree with Tony on that. <laughs> no, there's no change. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. I cut you she, off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's getting mad at me because she's like, we need uh, we need some uh, uh, plate carriers right now. And I was like, okay, well, we need to get, mm-hmm. get armor and all that stuff and extra things, so. Cause and I was like, go go message Hustle Queen and ask her because she's she wears Premier body armor and I know she'll know and she's down the street so just DM her. Who the <laughs> hell is Hustle Queen? Uh, Hustle Queen is uh, you can go for it. Oh, uh, she's a. Uh, we met her. I met her mm-hmm. at Kevin Dixie's Train and Learn event uh, okay. in 2019. She's a security guard. She's a motorcycle rider. Mm. Uh, she's a model. She works um, with child trafficking too, I guess, preventing child right. trafficking and all oh, that. Is yeah. she on IG? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Hustle Queen. I'm going to have to look this Hustle up. Hustle Queen, Fave, and Hustle Queen Fitness. Hustle Queen. Okay. I'm going to look you this go. up. There you go. Joe's in the chat and she's like, I forgot I called him. And then uh, Kwaku's saying that K pop is e- equal to chains. <laughs> Lola <laughs> says I'm embarrassing you. Okay, Hustle Queen Fitness, feel- Hustle Queen HQ. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. Hustle Queen Fitness is one thing. I think, yeah, she's a uh, what you call it too, fitness instructor. The okay, the only so chain, the here. only chain that I'm seeing right now is the one that, that Hank is yanking right now. That's the only chain I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, this is them, not me. This is them, not me. Them. Okay, so I okay, she's got a bunch of tattoos and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. She's uh, I met her dude. at Shot Show, Hustle Queen. You probably did, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, there's a picture her. with her and Lola and all the females. Oh, really? There is? <laughs> awesome. And pop- that oh, okay. picture, I actually <laughs> stole that. I actually stole okay, that picture. Okay, Lola says she's it. been trying to get her on the show. Oh, yeah? Oh, really? Yeah, she's been trying to get her on the show. She yeah. probably saw the show and then decided, yeah, I don't want to go on that show. I saw that kick right there when it happened. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, here's some, well, here's some video of Hustle Queen we uh, doing her thing. Yeah. Kicking out, kicking some, kicking a bag right there. All right, cool. All right, just for anyone, Kwaku James says Hustle Pe- Queen is on point. She has no ego, bro. When it came to training, mm-hmm. she was like, "I'm here to learn," mm-hmm. and 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 would because we had so many instructors there. Every time I turned around, she was practicing something. Mm-hmm. She was working on something. And now I'm watching her, and she's much improved over the lady I met in 2019 because she's put in the work. Uh, she was doing a, she was doing a uh, what you call it, last time I saw her, uh, defensive driving class, like mm-hmm. bodyguard type driving class. Okay, badass. 
Yeah. Yeah. She was up here. I was pissed. She was within maybe an hour where I, she went and trained in Pennsylvania somewhere. Okay. And I, I missed her, but I've been, uh, I had my own issues going on with, uh, Health wise, okay. I feel like so she and uh, I feel like she and Trotoy could start like a female mercenary right. company. At first, when you said Hustle <laughs> Queen, I thought is that is that true? Is, I, I don't no, know. No. is that Dude, another nickname her, that she has that I don't know? Her and Trill's relationship happened so organically; it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trill was coming to Kevin's Kevin Dixie's training and learn event in St. Louis. She was like, "Hey, I'm rolling. I bought an extra ticket. Anybody want to come?" And I think she was on like the security guard boards or forums or something. And Hustle Queen's like, yeah, I'll do that. And they pretty much were mm-hmm. strangers when they got in the car, mm-hmm. <laughs> and damn near business partners when they got back home. Cool. I believe it. I absolutely believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, those two amazing women, dude. And uh, like, I was lucky enough to meet them both and hang out with them in St. Louis. And um, I mean, it never really changed my way. It's just that's what women are, especially in this industry. Mm-hmm. They're a lot of awesome females in mm-hmm. this industry and mm-hmm. uh i've learned to appreciate it even more working with them i mean lola's lola kills it um yeah. these two ladies kill it we got like ladies like cheryl todd like carrie mm-hmm. and then argo J, like you said earlier yeah, that, that, <laughs> dude argo J, that chick she's got <laughs> going on with that Bra- bravo oscar uh rifle <laughs> look i mean she's not much to look at but that chick Argo J's got it going up. <laughs> I don't know why I started that up all over again. Oh man! I should have just definitely left that one alone. Jay won't hear. I won't hear the end of it from Jay. You know he's going to do this as some kind of standalone, right? Like yeah. <laughs> Jay, Jay will right. come up he's with some way to get revenge. Right he's probably sleeping. He has no idea we're talking bad about <laughs> him. You know. <laughs> He has no idea. Uh, listen, okay, so um, I know that we completely got off on a tangent there. Did you want to finish? Um, I don't even know what, what what was I even saying before that. You just threw me off the off track here. You you were talking about how your ringtone is some slave chains. No, it was before that. I was on a roll, man. Oh, okay. I, I I know I had a good point, and I just told him. <laughs> okay, one. that was Joe that messed you up. That's not me. All I, I know was still is good, I heard slave asked- chains, and I was like, wait a second, I got to get my guns. No, I hate. I, I rolled it off well. I've gotten used to, you know, having cats jump on me when I'm doing the podcast, and I still gotta go here, you know, trying to, to, uh, uh, you know, speak Spanish. No, that's Joe speaking Spanish in the Constitution. But right, right. Uh, but I, uh, I, I played it off well. But you had to bring it up, and I knew you were. I was like, here I am. I'm gonna have to say it's a K-pop ringtone, and then uh, that's, that's how it okay. Is. That's okay. I'm not gonna hold it against you too much. <laughs> Hey, I'm a supportive husband. What can I say? I have to reciprocate. I have to reciprocate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Body. Kermit Loves Bacon says we were on body armor. Were we really? Yes, we were talking so. about body armor. Really? No, no, but that, no, it was just an aside, but that's oh, not, that okay. wasn't the main point. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, let me ask you guys this. Do you guys know, um, okay, the, first of all, a couple things here. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this title up here. Um, NRA forced to cancel Great American Outdoor Show 2021. That comes right after SHOT Show, and that's canceled. Hmm. So I don't yeah. know about SHOT Show and what's going on there. Uh, let me just read the first part of this. Another one falls to the Rona. 2020 has been rife with event cancellations due to the imposition of gathering restrictions over health concerns, and we all hoped it would be long done by now. But unfortunately, there 
doesn't yet appear to be much light at the end of the tunnel. Already this year, we've lost the NRA annual meeting, TriggerCon, Enforce TAC, NASGW Wholesaler Expo, the Knob Creek and Big Sandy machine gun shoots, numerous competition matches, and many more. Now the NRA's 2021 Great American Outdoor Show, which was set for February 6th to 14th in Pennsylvania, is also getting the axe. They announced the cancellation with the following press release, and it goes through the whole press release here. To the great disappointment of tens of thousands of sportsmen and women, COVID-19, COVID-related governmental restrictions in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania will prevent the 2021 Great American Outdoor Shore show from being held um, on February 6th to 14th. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was saying wolf. <laughs> yeah, Wolf and his bullcrap shut down mm-hmm. one of the best shows. Now, if you're in the industry, that show probably kicks your butt because it's nine days. It's a nine-day yeah. show. Oof. Right and it's like, after a shot after show, shot. which you're already a week. Yeah. A week after shot, bro. You don't yeah. even get <laughs> trust me, ask me how I know. Um yeah, I remember <laughs> you sure telling you us it. about that. Yeah. <laughs> I flew in from shot and then I spent uh four days at Great American Outdoor Show mm-hmm. this year. I'm surprised I didn't die. But it's a great show. It's close. You get to see so many people, mm-hmm. um, so many companies there. And that's been a struggle since 2016. Wait a minute. Hold on. Right after Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was 20, 2013. Sandy Hook happened, and the guy who runs a Great American Outdoor Show decided upon himself that he wasn't going to allow black rifles Okay. companies that represent black rifles in the mm-hmm. show okay and every vendor went then peace bye mm-hmm. have the show without us mm-hmm. you go ahead and rent that whole big farm center out yeah you really expect and, the gun industry to go along with that one without yeah. repercussions like you thought the gun industry was going to leave all the black rifles at all right so they told it bent and the nra stepped in because he made this stupid announcement well ahead of time mm-hmm. nra stepped in and bought it up and now we have to go through this and mm-hmm. this stupidity uh, with it's like, wait a minute, we can't we can have protests, but we can't have a nine day show where people pretty much can have uh, alcohol and everything else and, and clean their hands and just do a convention mm-hmm. because it's going to be after shot shots going to happen. You think shots are going to happen? <clears throat> Well, I've been getting stuff from I've shot. I've been getting the emails too. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not sure that, stuff, that it's but... going to happen. I mean, so what I think is that sometime in November we may hear about that because um, I know whoever that becomes they don't... the president huh? is going to decide. Whoever becomes the president may well, uh, affect that. No, I think that that's when NS 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 yeah. I don't can't believe I'm forgetting it right now. And Foundation, yeah, NSF. NSSF, right? That's when they meet. Sorry, Mm -hmm. my brain is thinking about a bunch of things at the same time. So they meet in November, so they could possibly cancel it. But last week, actually, uh, Rob Pincus put out, and I don't have it in front of me, but he put out the guidelines for Nevada for conventions uh, where over 2,500 people come to. And you can only have 10% capacity of that venue. Yeah, they said they're moving it. They huh? were moving it to a different location. Uh, it's not going to be where it was last year. Uh, that's they- well. I know that this year it was in the same place, but they were saying next year it was going to be in the same place and next door. There's some spaces. They're going to have the sky bridge. Space. Yeah, yeah, that goes between. Okay, I don't know if they're going to yeah. do that. But no. the thing, the question is here: if you can only have ten percent capacity, 
okay? Um, 10% capacity is the exhibitors alone. And then the security and all the other stuff. That go it was a whole bunch of restrictions I was reading off. So with all those restrictions, how are you actually going to do that? And then everyone's going to show up there, have to wear masks and, and stand in line six feet apart from each other. And then there has to be people there checking on you and all those different things. I really don't know what the likelihood is. I, I would say it's getting uh, smaller and smaller every day. And then right now, what are we kicking into? We're, we're in flu season again. Well, and I was also thinking just how range day is going to work uh, because yeah. everybody's going to be touching the same guns. Um, so are you going to have to bring way more guns than you usually do so that you do that less so that you don't have to do it every well, five seconds? Well, they'll have to be sanitized somehow, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and then are they going to make it? I mean, right now they're pretty generous with how they let you shoot. Sometimes they're, they're not going to definitely be you're going to shoot one round per gun. That's it. <laughs> well, they're going to. So I, 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 I that's so. why I'm saying I don't know the likelihood of this. First of all, I don't think they need to do any of that. Every year people get sick or whatever. Yeah. You know, you're taking the risk. You know, mm -hmm. I would rather just say, OK, you guys take this risk at your. But they don't care about that. They don't nope. care. And then you have states nope. shutting people down. So think about this. There's going to be companies that are in states that if their employees travel out of that state and go to Nevada for something like this, they won't be allowed back in. You know, I think it's just too much. Um, huh? They're quarantined for 14 days. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who's going to pay for their employees to do that, by the way? <laughs> and what employee is going to go, yeah, I'm going to leave home for three weeks now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know, man. I think I think the likelihood's very slim. By the way, shout out to uh, Elfster's Rifles and Reloading. Here's a picture of him reloading right now, looking at us. There's his. He threw up a ransom picture. I could see Rolando and Tony <laughs> and myself right there. Uh, nice. So yeah, shout out to all the people who reload while they watch us, man. I actually threw up a post uh, last week. Here I'll show my IG. Um, and this is from uh, Florida Guns reloading uh, 30 out six while he was watching us last Thursday. Sweet. Shout out, uh, shout out to him. Um, yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know. If, and then this is canceled now. Plus, SEMA show is canceled. Uh, no, SEMA show is canceled. That's the auto, mm -hmm. auto accessory thing. But CES, which is about a week Tech. before Shot Show, is canceled. Hmm. What's CES? I'm sorry. The consumer biggest electronics. Is, yeah, consumer electronics show, which is oh, okay. tech. Yeah, tech. So okay, yeah, yeah. those are your two big ones. You got cars, tech, one. and guns. Yeah. So that's everything the dudes want. <laughs> yeah. Except Look, for man, what I'm, about the adult? What about the adults? Um, AVN happens while Shot Show is going on. So what? Yeah. What's their status? That'll tell you everything. If Thanks they cancel, then it's over. They scared of viruses. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have that job and be scared of viruses. That's what I'm saying. If they cancel, then Shot Show's definitely done. They'll probably just charge extra. Like, they charge you money <laughs> just to go anywhere over there. <laughs> like, they charge uh, you to go into a room at that. One time One time, I was up at Shot Show with Lola, and I was like, you know, I want to go see this AVN Awards. And I went and looked it up. You have to pay for everything as an extra charge. I was like, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> actually across the street from the hard rock my hotel the first yeah. uh, night i got there was across <laughs> the street from the hard rock where they were hosting the avns mm -hmm. and i looked across the street and i'm like all right it's crazy enough so i'm in vegas but if i walk across that street there'll be a whole nother level of crazy i might not recover from i'll just keep my butt here <laughs> i'm just yeah. standing right here mm -mm. yeah no you definitely get some stuff right there the real noc is out there shout out to kevin dixie 
Hey. He's out in the chat. Shout out to him. Right. Smash the thumbs ups, whoever's in here. Smash the thumbs ups. I'm going to get to some other stuff right now. And you got to smash for this because we're educating you. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you guys this. K- Who, KD was in the 2A rally again, remember? Yes, he was in the 2A. Yeah, we, show, we showed him earlier. Um, shout out to him. He was right in the beginning. Right in the beginning yep. of the uh, of the 2A rally. Now, let me ask you guys this. I want to get an answer from you. Do you know who Sasha Baron Cohen is? Yeah, of course. Who is he? Oh, uh, happy to crazy time. <laughs> he's he's a uh, comedian that does uh, obviously parodies like Borat and uh, and uh, what what L E G and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Popular LG. in the early two thousands. Now I would say an anachronism in in uh, in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> So the thing is, it seems though as there are people as though there's folks out there who who are not aware of him and the pranks that he pulls off. Mm-hmm. So as a public service for the two A community, I'm gonna talk about this so you guys know. So if you're getting pranked by a dude that looks like this, and I'm gonna show it, I'm gonna show Sasha Baron Cohen. If you don't know who it is, look it up, research it or whatever, and figure him out. This is like well, I'll give you some ideas of what he looks like here. Um, he's Borat, okay, and Borat 2 is out there. He's, he's played other characters and things like mm-hmm. that. He's, he's a prankster, but he's been going around, and he's gotten people in the Second Amendment community already, by the way. Um, yep. I think, you know, he got the original founder of GOA, <laughs> along with some other gun guys. But this guy is out there, huh? Didn't he try something at the Great American Outdoor Show last year? Did he? Uh, uh, there was something going around last year. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you know, no, because they tried to get Rob, but go ahead. Oh, they did. Yes, because Rob really? put that alert out there, didn't he? I was. A, they flew him out. They flew Rob uh, out. I was actually hanging with him, mm-hmm. and uh, Rob and I walked through, and we were talking, and we did a quick interview, and then he was like, "Yeah, I got to catch this Uber," mm-hmm. and uh, we were standing out front, and he was like, "This is giving me the will- willies." It was like something's not right about this, mm-hmm. and he pretty much called it, and he uh. And, and I think they got spooked by Rob mm-hmm. because Rob was like, something's not right. And they somehow counseled on him and somebody else. And then they were like, nah, something's not right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Tried to get us. Hmm. Um, so a couple of things here. Real NOC gave us five bucks. He says from the real NOC, <laughs> stay free and armed. The tactical teddy bear. <laughs> Has entered the chat. Ask Tony, how does it feel to be second best? Uh, <laughs> one, uh, listen, Kev is number one tactical teddy bear. But understand, I'm the largest yeah. pound for pound gun bunny in America. Oh my God. You can have that teddy bear thing. Yeah. But I already got the hashtag, dog. So yeah, you do you, little teddy bear. Yeah, hey, I guess you got hey, your answer. You still had to pay for the endorsement right now. You're here for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cold. <laughs> I'm sorry, Casey. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and Rolando just got disinvited. <laughs> all future NLC events right there. Oh, Kevin sorry. Dixie's making notes right now with a red pen, like a like a you know, like a black Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Puerto Rican pistolero, <laughs> naughty. I see. I, I had to. I've been around. See that. That's the thing. I stayed. I stayed with Tony and and Argo J, uh, in a house for a week. So unfortunately, <laughs> you know, now I'm like their protege. KD. Oh, KD. Wow. I, he's uh, 
He's he's given some sage advice, but I think these guys have poisoned me. Oh. <laughs> okay. Obviously, you didn't get uh, KD. You obviously didn't hug him tight enough. I don't I think. I won't bring up coffee. I won't bring up coffee. I'll let Tony. <laughs> I don't think he got hugged tight enough. Okay. Oh, hashtag six creamers. Oh, <laughs> oh him, bro. Uh, I'm bad. I'm bad. I forgot. Kevin yeah. Dixie, you ain't a teddy bear. You're a kitten. You're a kitty cat. Cats like creamer. Uh, right. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to stay out of this one. Uh, Rodney Brady uh, says, like it or not, Borat was crude and funny. Um, but here's the thing. So he there's a Borat 2 or something like that out, and they caught Rudy Giuliani out there. You know, I think this second one, he has like a daughter, which is like a grown-ass actress, but but playing a character of someone who's 15 years old or something like that, and Giuliani got caught out there. I'm not a fan of Rudy Giuliani. I've always said that. I'm not a fan of his. I grew up in New York City. Um, I don't really see the whole Giuliani thing the same way that other people do. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's a warning sign to folks out there that these guys are they're coming hot and heavy and don't jump at every opportunity that gets thrown at you. And you might not see... Giuliani didn't see Borat or Sasha Cohen, Baron Sasha Cohen. He saw he saw this chick, and they they got him. They played him, you know. Regardless of what he says about it, he obviously didn't do anything horrible on camera. And if she was of age and all that kind of stuff, uh, but you know, just don't get caught out there, man. Don't act like uh, you know people didn't warn you. So, hey, always act like people watch. Oh, yep. always act like your grandparents watching. If you always act in the way that you you fine, mm-hmm. you fine. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh man, he's hurt now. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Kevin thinks he's mad. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> hurt. He's hurt. He says, <laughs> "Damn, Rolo," and then he put the teardrop emoji. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice, dude. You made uh, Kevin Dixie cry. Oh man, <laughs> shame on you. The only time Kevin Dixie cries is when he runs out of Southern Pecan Creamer from International <laughs> Delight. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Hey, yeah, no, no, Katie will never steer you wrong. If you need to know a good place to eat, Katie will never steer you wrong, though. What are you trying you to will say? Always... No, no, I'm saying say, that if you need a good recommendation, <laughs> he, know, he knows the places to go. He will always give you a good recommendation. I, I haven't mm-hmm. been disappointed by any recommendations that Kevin Dixie has given me when it comes to food. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm telling you right now, though, if they cancel shot, I'm upset because I've really been looking forward to Yardbirds. Yes, since. that's what I was going to say. Yardbird. Yeah. Yardbird. Kevin Dixie says, I hate y'all. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't me, Kevin Dixie. I didn't participate in that. I let them do it. I just stood off to the side. <laughs> I did laugh a little bit. I gotta admit, it was a little funny. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like the yeah. Bombs. Yeah. Listen, you don't, you don't need Tony Simon. You don't need Rolando. Come on, you don't need those two, man. You don't need them. You know, you can get yeah. the other half of that. Uh, you know, Latino locked, locked and loaded, man. The, be- the better half. Yeah, yeah I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could have Kev on with the girls, Latino locked and loaded, and uh, Oregon J. <laughs> Going in. <laughs> Going in on that one. Somewhere his, his ears are burning right now. He's feeling it. Uh, I'm going to get a phone call after this. You or I are going to get a phone call after yeah. this, Tony. By the way, one last thing before I get away before I get away from um, Sasha Baron Cohen. Did you guys yes. know he was married to Isla Fisher? Yes. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. I don't um, even know what a Isla Fisher is, bro. She's she's the chick who looks like um she looks like Rachel McAdams. 
You know, there's there's these chicks in Hollywood who look like each other, and you can hardly tell. There's a lot of people in Hollywood like that in movies, but Isla Fisher, that's his that's his chick right there. You know. Yep. Um, and Amy Adams, there's a picture of Amy Amy Adams and and Isla Fisher. So anyway, that's just a little, yeah. That's just a little thing there. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that she was married to Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, my condolences <laughs> to her. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, listen, he's been trying to look for work. I mean, he did Borat. Uh, he tried to get the Second Amendment people, at, and and uh, and that fell apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot who he got. Was it GLA? Did I know he guy? did. He the the what's the name of the guy that originally found, uh, founded GOA? Um, uh, the the uh, what's his name's dad? Uh, uh, I'm forgetting the uh, Eric? this. Not yeah, Eric, Eric, yeah, Eric Pratt. Pratt. Yeah, he got his dad. This is probably why. This is probably why Eric Pratt refuses to come on our show. By the way, because when that happened, I talked about it, and I was like, "Come on, you know, how can you let this happen?" So, probably this is one of the reasons why they refuse to come on here, even though they give me a lot of excuses. But the thing I have to say is that you know, you got to warn people. I'm just trying to warn you guys. I don't. I don't want people to have more ammunition against the Second Amendment. We don't need to give it to them. We should think about everything that we're doing, and and don't. You know, I, listen. There's nothing wrong if these guys con you, unless they make you do something really stupid. But that's on you. Yep. You have to be the person to go, no, what's going on here? So I was looking at that thing with Giuliani. Giuliani went into a bedroom with this reporter chick and then touched her on the like lower part of her back. Why? Like, there's yeah, no you, reason you don't why have she to, be doing yeah. that. I don't care wow. if Lola sees me doing that on something, she's not going to want to hear nothing about Borat. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> no. Like, I want to know why you put your hands <laughs> on that woman <laughs> and right there. Borat's going to be the sound that I make as I hit the sidewalk after she throws me out of a window. Yeah, Crump says uh, Larry Pratt. So, um, listen, it's unfortunate that that happened. I'm not happy about that. The thing that we could do is just let people know all this crap has uh, been going on. So, Well, you have um, to assume in 2020 that you're always being filmed. Everybody's got a camera now in their mm -hmm. pocket and a microphone. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Especially when we're yeah. out doing events uh, that we that we do, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that don't that don't want us to succeed. So you have to assume that they they'll use any means necessary to make sure that we make a fool of ourselves or that our message doesn't get out. But it's not it's not on them. It's always on you. So like whenever yeah, I no, do, it is. Yeah. Whenever I do interviews and stuff like that, I always record it because. Who knows? And then they could still go out there and say whatever. And it may not matter that I that I say, hey, I never I didn't say it like that, because if that makes bigger news then that's bigger news. But at least you've got to just be aware in your mind. You've got to be paranoid and think about what uh, you're doing. And if it feels wrong, don't freaking do it. <laughs> Remember what happened to Virginia's Citizen Defense League? With, uh, what's, what's, what was her name? Katie Couric? Uh, they did the interview and uh, she sliced it and 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 made yeah, it. Look, they cut it in such a way. Yeah. Look like a bunch of idiots. Yeah, that's true. Meanwhile, they made sure they recorded the whole thing, mm-hmm. so they were able to throw it back. And pretty much, she disappeared after that because she was proven to be a piece of garbage mm-hmm. that manipulated an interview. Yeah, well, Trump, ju- just, uh, Trump just did that with sixty yeah, minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was just <laughs> going to say. Yes, yeah, Leslie Saw, right? That yeah. with Trump. Yeah, and yeah, he's so just they putting cut out up. the whole interview now. 
he, he put it out and then you could see how she just kind of like went after him the whole time and she seemed unprofessional when they cut it. She looks like a hero but and he looks like a fool, but he's like, no, I'm going to drop the entire interview right now. Like before you guys do raw, the raw footage and then everybody could see why I walked out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's, uh, that's awesome. I mean, you know, Be if paranoid. you're confident that makes you look good. Yeah. <laughs> There's so a lot to say. CYA, that you, you have to cover your butt now anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's just the way that it is, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And like I said, for especially like if we're not the big the big time people out there. Look, that same thing happened to Noir with um, Killer Mike. That yeah. people try to mis- misconstrue that whole thing and then it got flipped and all that. Noir put out the whole interview because people were using part of it and. And it all became a thing. Eventually, Killer Mike backed off of, you know, a lot of what he was saying. But I, I get it. Like, you know, if these guys are saying we're going to cancel tour dates and everything, you got money involved, fine. But we're in the business of doing this, and we don't want to be the ones. It, it could happen. If it happens, you know, hey. But I'm just trying to get people out there to realize that you need to be paranoid. Don't just yeah. be happy that someone wants to interview you and jump, you know, headfirst into that without thinking about it. So. Mm-hmm. And I've done that. And as I'm doing it, even though I didn't say anything at all, mm-hmm. um, that would be, I'm like, but somebody could cut it up. Like I only kicked myself in the butt because it happened mm-hmm. to shot. And I was like, dude, I didn't record this. So they could splice this any way they want. Wait, someone, someone like try to set you up to say something? No, 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 no. It was oh. just an interview. And it was, it was, mm-hmm. it was with someone, a lot of us know, but um, he did an interview with me and I did not know him. And it's not like I asked for ID and you have your YouTube channel on your ID. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, you know, what his real name is. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was all legit. Mm-hmm. But I just realized I'd put myself in a position that could be bad. Mm-hmm. And like, all right, I got to keep it in mind if I'm doing an interview mm-hmm. to record the interview. That's all. Yeah, unless you just, know that. I mean, if it's someone you know, you know, it's all good or whatever. Things yeah. things. Things could go wrong or whatever. Just be a little paranoid is what I'm trying to say. Be a little paranoid. Um, you know, the things that are coming at us here in the next couple of weeks, when these guys find out about the silent majority and they <clears throat> lose, they're going to be really mad. And all <laughs> bets are going to be off. Sadly, they don't know why they lost the first time. That's the funny thing. Like, like their fantasy about why they lost has nothing to do with reality. I'm like, no, that's not like, no, that's not who voted for Trump. I know people that voted mm-hmm. for Trump that don't fit in the demographic you think. Let's just say uh, Chelsea Handler be real busy and kind of sore mm-hmm. if she knew how many brothers voted for Trump and she had to have sex with us all to stop us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. I ain't getting in that line. She ain't that <laughs> you gonna, when you leave with something, you, you think the you think the AVN is dangerous. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, people are still throwing up the news about Amy Cone, Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, Battle Chris says so. I'm reading about the ATF um, turning AR pistols into AOWs. I don't know specifically about the AOW thing. I know they're trying to make them into SBRs. Um, is the AOW thing new or I, I, I heard about that just now. I think so. I saw somebody put it on IG just before I got on, but I, that was the only time I heard about it. So is that your idea of a compromise instead of giving it a $200 tax stamp, they'll do a $5 tax stamp. What difference? Uh, yeah. What, you know, 
I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all silly, and the, and and we should never accept that. The yeah. ATF has to be checked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got to be checked. Okay, they're yeah, just man. running rampant. Yeah. You know, and if this the same thing I just said goes the other way, man. If this election goes the other way, the first. Uh, the first one of these uh, ABC organizations out there that's going to get crazy is going to be the ATF. You know, so remember, we let these guys turn please pieces of plastic into machine guns. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, Kevin has a, some good advice. He says, at minimum, I always place my phone in my pocket and audio record. Yep. So I, th- I think sometimes, especially with younger advocates, I've heard stories. Joe and I haven't been in this position yet, mm-hmm. but uh, thankfully, you kind of get excited if somebody wants to interview you and you don't think about it right away because you go in in good faith and naivety. Mm-hmm. And then you either don't know everything yet because you're still learning or you're just so excited that you're you're really honest about how excited you are about firearms. So you might be like, oh yeah, shall not, shall not comply and, and repeal the NFA. And you go all gung ho instead of explaining it, maybe in more of a, you know, trying to convert people that may not know anything into mm-hmm. firearms. And then they can splice that up as like, oh, this person's kind of crazy or they're an extremist or whatever they want to try to do. They'll find some way to do it or they'll throw your clip with somebody else that that's not you that said something crazy. And then they kind of implicate you through, you know, uh, six degrees of separation just because they threw you in the same interview as somebody else that might actually be uh, a fool. So that's how yeah. they try to get you. Okay, yep. so let me just take, uh, let me just take, I know we've got eight minutes here. Let me just go into this and we'll go back to the regular thing because everyone's talking about this ATF thing and it looks like it had something to do with Mac. Uh, let me pull up, let me pull up what he posted here. Um, so here, I'm going to go to IG. Let's see. So here's a, it says alert. Um, the BATF is in the process of redefining AR-15 pistols, AK pistols, etc. as AOWs. This means they can uh, charge any owner of such a firearm under the NFA with a federal crime. Get active now. More info on my Facebook page. And uh, yeah, so that's one. But I think um, if you... If you um, if you support Mac on Patreon, you you get something. I'm just gonna cut. I'm gonna cut a little bit of this in. You guys should go support him on Patreon, but and I do. That's why I'm able to cut this in. But if uh, I don't know if he's gonna be whatever about this, I hope not. I'll just do it anyway <laughs> and ask for forgiveness later. So this went up four minutes ago. He says it. It says an explanation of my recent post on social media. He says, "Hey everyone, I've been very busy today, but it's rather big news. Uh, it's rather big news to." Uh, Day because of what came to light from the law firm of Wiley and Rain. Wiley and Rain is a large firm that deals almost exclusively in firearms law and represents a number of big players in Washington, D.C. They also deal with the BATF on a daily basis. They released a public message on their website that you can find here. He has a link to it. Here's the long and short of what's happening. A group of lawyers inside the BATF has been actively trying to reverse previous rulings that were favorable to the 2A community, things like bump stocks at one time being legal braces, um, uh, being legal, not SBRs, etc. Um, for strictly political reasons, they are actively working to roll back these decisions. Wow. And now they've gone <clears throat> even further. Um, so right now there's an executive order 
in place that stops all regulatory agencies from making new arbitrary and capricious regulations by reinterpreting existing laws. These EOs were signed a couple of years ago by President Trump. This didn't sit well with the BATF, so they're throwing a temper tantrum. However, their temper tantrums carry the weight of law and could put law-abiding citizens in prison for a decade. And he goes on here. I'm not going to, you know, it, uh, I'm not going to keep, uh, I'm not going to run through the whole thing. But in effect, yeah, man, these guys aren't stopping. Well, this is where the, uh, uh, Joe's going to read this and she's going to have a lot of guilt tripping to throw out there to a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Cause this is one that where she gets really heated. So she it's like, Oh, you, you, I think, we no, no. It. She's like, so, so you're going to vote to make me a felon. That's, that's her guilt trip that she oh. goes to with people that she knows that well, she's like close to that. That's where she goes. That's effectively and, and, what's happening. I mean, this yeah, is what I try to tell goes. a lot of people here that you're mm -hmm. supporting people that want to make you a felon. It's yeah. very much like what happened in the 80s and the 90s, where people supported these politicians, people like Biden, that, that came up with drug laws that, made, that gave you mandatory like 20 years for one vial of crack cocaine or something like mm -hmm. that, right? And a bunch of people wound up with life sentences. So now what they're doing is taking something that is basically uh, protected by the Constitution and the Second Amendment and going, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put you in jail for that. We're gonna make you a felon. We're gonna uh, take away your liberty. We're gonna take away your money. All kinds of things. This is what's happening. And if you support it, you know, if you support these people, that's what you're going for. And the meanwhile, they're saying to you, oh, this guy, like I see, I see the stuff running. Oh, Trump's racist. You know, they get black actors to get up there and go, oh, he's a racist. You know, he, he, he didn't say anything to the to Proud Boys or whatever nonsense it is. And that's all a smokescreen to bamboozle mm -hmm. you into supporting them so they can lock your ass up again. Yep. Uh-huh. They've done it before. Same exact party. Same exact song. Same music. Same steps. They just called it something different. It went from electric bus stop to electric slide. Mm -hmm. Same thing. thing. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so you have to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to, I don't do, I stay on my page. Um, I don't even have family on my page. I have a Tony Simon page that is, that is for family and friends and I totally ignore it. Um, I went on today and my sister had reposted someone's rant about how Trump's a racist and how Trump, uh, did this and that. And I'm like, and how he won't, uh, what is it? D what, what about white supremacists? He won't. De-escalate? Um, no, no, no. no. He won't, uh, um, like, not decry them, but he uh, won't... De um, denounce, denounce. Denounce, yeah, denounce, I wouldn't denounce yeah. it. And he's like, he won't denounce white supremacists, he won't... I'm like, are, are you retarded? If you go look I've at the actual it. quote, he did. He's done it. The full well, thing. He, he, yeah. I've watched him do it seven different times over the years, from like 2016? Mm-hmm. Oh, 2015 interviews. He was like, no, of course I do. Cause uh, I think I, I remember David Duke endorsed him and they were like, what about this? And he was like, yeah, no, they can all go away. Like, I don't need their endorsement. I don't mm -hmm. want their endorsement. I denounce them. And I'm like, people are still repeating the same stuff. And I'm like, listen, look at the work. The two candidates you're looking at have done again. I'm a second amendment dude. Biden still walks around bragging about the assault weapons ban. Kamala Harris wrote most of the anti-gun laws in California, and then she enforced them. Yep. When a politicians tell you they're going to take your rights, believe them. 
Mm-hmm. New Jersey, two years before he ran, that bucktooth horse's ass that we call the governor, Murphy, put it all on his website. Everything from the magazine bans on down, that he, including mm-hmm. the raising of the fees to hundreds of dollars to exercise your Second Amendment rights in New Jersey. He said he was going to do that. Mm-hmm. He attempted to do it all. If a politician tells you he's going to take away your civil rights, believe him. Mm-hmm. That's what the guy did in Virginia. Fight him. And then fight him mm-hmm. with every ounce of your energy and your social media and anything else you can do. Because even if you don't use that civil right, you never know what the future holds, as 2020 has proved almost weekly. Yeah. Well, we were talking about uh, elites and stuff like that and guns. Mm-hmm. Who's buying all the guns right now? The There's people. a lot of people in Hollywood, a lot of these elite people around the country that are responsible for going into these states mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, bringing their communistic ways of voting into those states. Now they're scared, right? When they see other people saying, oh, let's get, let's get rid of the police, defund the police, when they see all this stuff happening, when they see the people they elected releasing prisoners, right? They go, oh, wait a second. in Jersey alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jersey yeah. alone coming up. Maybe you well, might need you know, a gun. They're the ones buying guns. Yeah, well, you know, they have to look back against past this prologue. So you have to look when, if, if people will understand the reference, let them eat cake. When the celebrities are telling everyone that they can eat cake and they're so uh, so de- detached uh, from reality, they're going to find out when people bite the hand that feeds them. That's what essentially what's going to happen. Their entire lives are dependent on the people that are the normal, everyday Joe and Jane out there just trying to live their lives that – fuel the entertainment industry with our money that's where they get it from it's us so just like the government gets money and 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 power from us for voting for them and giving you know allowing them to take money away from us in taxes celebrities get that money from us but it's even more egregious because we give it to them willingly and we need to learn better and that's why we have to hold them accountable and they're starting to figure it out like oh man uh, COVID showed people just how irrelevant we are because there's no new movies out there. There's no n- new shows. Mm-hmm. So you see all these celebrities trying to live stream and do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you see like 15 year old kids that have been on YouTube for four years that have better production value than Oscar winning celebrities. <laughs> and you're like, and, and you True see that. the frauds that they are. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, it, it's almost like these, these young generation Z and millennials, some of them, ironically enough, are bigger entrepreneurs and sell themselves better than celebrities do. Yeah, and they coincidentally have to make things worse for you before they make it better. Mm-hmm. They have to do lockdowns over um, a, vir- a virus that's uh, just a, uh, a more aggressive strain of the flu. <laughs> they have to lock everything down. They have to release prisoners. They have to uh, you know, lock you up if you don't wear a mask. All of this stuff that you see going on are the things that they have to do. They have to make your life miserable so that they can make it better. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Because yep. you couldn't have done this. You couldn't have, like, pulled off this sham otherwise, right? Life, yep. life is too good. Life is too good now in general. And I know there's always going to be people that have less. Mm-hmm. But if you look at any other time in history, there has never been a time where more people had more things than they do now in the United States of America. And it gets better. But so because of that, they have to find ways to shatter our lives and 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 get us back in check. 
-hmm. Because if not, then we're like, this is great. Like I can, so sure things are tough, but I can pull myself out of the situation. And I think most people can, obviously there's going to be exceptions to every rule that, you know, there are people that are going to need help. But I think generally in the, in the two thousands, I think a lot of people in America probably felt before the, you know, economic crisis and things like that. I can make it here. I can do this. I can, I can figure it out if I work hard enough. And I can find other good people that are willing to help and, and you know, uh, raise one another up. And so they're like, we can't have that. We can't have that at all. Yeah. Crisis is needed for you mm -hmm. to give up control so the government can make it better. Yeah. They need to have bad things happen. When everybody's nailing it, when, when, when you have that job that you're making money and you're not worried about tomorrow, mm -hmm. when you've stepped away from living paycheck to paycheck and you're doing a little all right – well, then you don't need the government. Matter of fact, you want the government more out of your life because the government is reaching in your pocket and getting some of that paycheck before you do. Mm -hmm. But when the wheels fall off, when they create another crisis like they continually do, they always tell you, just give us a little more of your freedom, some more of your rights, and we can make it all better. And I can almost go decade by decade, and you can watch how the government screwed it up but they're 100% telling you they can make it better if you just give up some of your freedom. Absolutely. Every time. I can Absolutely. tell you that I can always I always have the cure ready to go. <laughs> I always have the cure ready to go. Listen, we hit <laughs> 9 o'clock. We could probably keep going here. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I'm not going to hold these guys. Uh, I, think, I think it was a great conversation. I encourage everyone who's still hanging out with us to smash the thumbs ups and all that kind of stuff. Share this if you can. Um, yes, S-Man7290 says ACB got voted in. She's about to be sworn in tonight. That's awesome. We're going to all check that out. Uh, I want to encourage you to go support these guys. Tony Simon, uh, second is for everyone, um, as well as Rolando Puerto Rican Pistolero. Yes. Right? Of <laughs> you got it. You got is it. Is it Latinos locked and loaded? Lo locked and loaded Latinos. Locked and, then and Joe loaded is Latinos. Yes, and I'm Joe is Latina locked and loaded. A, yeah, see, that's, that's too confusing. That's too confusing. <laughs> it's just too much. Okay, we're uh, on the lifestyles of the locked and loaded. I don't know. Whatever. It's all, it's all good. It's alliteration <laughs> like crazy, and it's all else. Yeah, I'm telling you. So listen, mm -hmm. here's what I'm going to do with these guys before we get out of here. I'm going to ask everyone to tell you how you guys can help them out and support them. Uh, let's go to Rolando. Uh Rolando, how yep. can the folks out there uh, help you out, support you? Well, like has been the uh, like like we've been saying all night. Uh, I am Puerto Rican Pistolero. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where you can find me on all major social media platforms. Are you sure? My, are you sure? Yes, I'm. I'm 100 <laughs> sure. My wife and I together are the Locked and Loaded Latinos, and we have a podcast every Sunday night at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can check us out on, uh, on our YouTube channel on every, uh, audio platform. Check us out on IG. And my wife is Latina locked and loaded. I believe that she's going to be on with Rebecca Schmoy on Wednesday, Hank, on, on your show. On this show? So oh, yeah, I believe yep. so. All right. <laughs> so, so you can check her out then. Uh, Tony's you didn't laughing. Know. I have no idea. All right, L Lola's running it behind the scenes. We know. Yeah, I just, dude, I I do the best I could do. Sometime at during the evening, I get ready. I do the show. Mm -hmm. You know, otherwise I'm like editing or doing whatever else. Uh, Tony Simon, uh, tell the folks out there how. Um, how they can support you, how they can communicate with you, all that good stuff. Awesome. Uh, Tony Simon on Instagram. I'm Simon Says Train. 
Uh, I run an organization called The Second Is For Everyone. The Second Is For Everyone. You can go to diversityshoot.com. You can find me there. You can support me through uh, donations with uh, PayPal, uh, GoFundMe. Uh, you can become a Patreon to our 2A4E podcast, which is one of the best weekly radio, uh, weekly podcasts that come out every month. Um, so come and join us and follow us. I also have a contest with the Bubbles T-shirt. If you go, you can learn about it. Uh, Troy Industries um, and Epic Eyewear, along with Ursula Williams from Center Mass Podcast, work with me. We sell these T-shirts with my face on it, and it says, Tony Simon says, hi from the planet Love, Sean. The funds from these shirts go to uh, Operation Blazing Sword, which is a LGBTQ group that teaches uh, gay and lesbian people how to shoot guns and firearms for free, and mm-hmm. also Operation Pink Pistols. I mean, excuse mm-hmm. me, and Pink Pistols. Mm-hmm. Uh, the funds are split between the three of us. We use it to try to make life better and grow the Second Amendment community. Again, you can support me through diversityshoot.com, where I also have T-shirt sales and stuff like that. Help if you can. Uh, we put on an event every month this year right now in Pennsylvania because we can't operate in Jersey. Uh, the New Jersey governor hasn't opened the ranges up, but we are not stopping the signal. We just went across the border. Next event is November 19th. Pirate radio. Pirate radio. <laughs> exactly. November 19th at the Heritage Guild in Easton, PA. I will not stop this. Uh, come there. We're going to have food. We're going to have fun. You can win this knife, uh, and along with a lot of other okay. gear. Yep. Uh, and it's it's just going to be fun, man. We introduce people to Second Amendment groups in in both Pennsylvania and New Jersey that they can join the fight. Absolutely. And you can bring your gun owning uh, uh, somebody doesn't even own a firearm. Bring that dude that's always asking questions. We'll answer. Him. Bring that person that probably is a little bit anti-gun. We'll talk to him. Yeah, absolutely. Latina locked and loaded. Lola says she wants a wrench. Um, I guess I guess she wants to drop the wrench on the chains on Rolando's chains. What that means? Oh man! I don't know what that means. Listen, thanks so much to these guys for being here on the show. Uh, I appreciate that as well as you all hanging out here with us. If you're still here, smash the thumbs ups, all that kind of good stuff. Big thanks to Franklin Armory for helping us put this podcast on. We appreciate that. I will be back tomorrow. We will be back. With the show, Armament and Axes gave us a late uh, couple of bucks here. He says, take my money, dork Hank. Laugh out loud. There you go. It's, it's all good. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to run in the end right now. Sit tight right there. Here we go. Here's the end. Boom. Make sure you guys subscribe here to the channel. Ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. Smash those thumbs up so we're going to rip the audio out of this and put it up on iTunes and all the other places that you can get your audio podcasts. Thanks so much to Puerto Rican Pistolero as well as Tony Simon. Um, You know, I really appreciate it. Okay, we are out of here. See you guys. Peace. Who wants the last word? Last word. Uh, We can't stop and we won't stop. That's that's how it's going to be. Puffy right there. We're out. Peace. Mm -hmm. (laughs)